actually really nervous. That's good. Uh, good. That's white. Yeah, white is good. That's, white looks good. It, it complements your skin best. Green looked weird. Him with the. All right, we should be live very soon. You think we're live yet? <laughs> I don't think I. It, we're about to be, I think. Okay. Unless it went live yet, and I just look like a fool. I don't you see are, us it's yet. It's not live for me, yeah. I don't see us live anymore. Oh, never mind. Started streaming. <laughs> oh, are we live? Oh, we are live. Okay, yes, I was just. <laughs> That's an awkward uh, beginning. Um, okay, let me turn this off and get ready. Hello, everyone. It's Dylan from Yu-Gi-Oh! Everything, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up. This is episode 28, Rock and Sushi Roll. Uh, I am joined remotely, kind of, uh, because if you're not familiar with what's <laughs> happening in the northeast part of the United States of America, there is a pretty heavy snowstorm going on. Pete hopped in a big truck and drove <laughs> to my house, yeah, um, which was yeah. a little risky. Yeah, I'm risking it, bro. But you made it. Risking I, for the mist. I appreciate that. So Pete's here. Pete's with us in the flesh, and we are joined remotely by, you know them, Calibro and Nick T. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, dude. Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to be here. Listen, a blizzard oh, yeah. was not going to stop us, especially this episode, which to me was one of the most loaded episodes we have gotten in a while. Uh, Roman versus Sushiko, which obviously had a very surprising result. Not mm -hmm. Mr. Goha and Mimi. What to make of that scene? We'll discuss yeah, that. What yeah, what was that is right, Nick T. And then Asana and her debut, that shot at the end. What's the role that she's going to play in all of this? Can you do me a favor? Yes. <laughs> Yes, let me do that. Sorry, a little bit of technical difficulties. Wait, but then we won't be doing. Yeah. Wait, you can mute him, Pete. I'm sorry. You can I mute me. He... You can mute me. That's how we're going to do we it. You should be able to, yeah, just go right to Dylan. Click me. Right, right click and bring the mute. user and hit mute. Yeah. There we go. Good call. I don't want to hear Dylan. Hey, you, know, you shouldn't want to hear me. Who the hell wants to hear him? A lot of technical difficulties, but you know what? We're fine now. We're good mm. to go. Um, so, yeah, go. then Asana. There is so much. It's good now, right? Yes. There is so much to discuss. I am so excited to discuss it all. And before we do, before we do, I have to make my uh, big mention of everyone that donated at the uh, during the last talk in Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens Up. Uh, we had a lot of new donators, which was very, very amazing. Ken. Yes, hello, Nick T. I'm sorry, I just want to interrupt real quick. Uh, apparently in chat, the donation sound is super loud. Oh, sorry about that. Let me let me edit that. I apologize. I just want to make sure that doesn't happen while mid you know sentence and people are just like getting blown up. Good call, Nick Thank you. That's what I do. Um Hmm. I have to think about how to do this because the donation call is coming from desktop audio, which is also where you guys are coming from. Oh, I'm Lord. Sure can, I'm pretty sure you can mute the alert box altogether. Can I? I might be able to. You should be able to, yeah. Someone said this so loud it makes me feel alive. I like that. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let me mute the alert box because just the way we're doing it remotely, that's kind of what we have to do. So if you do donate, thank you. You're just not going to hear going fast makes me feel alive. I just seen Davis's comment now. <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, where are we here? Super chat. Um, media, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of that. Um, yeah, no sound. And then um, what else here? Donations. <laughs> Someone um, commented on the baby Yoda in Calibra's room. Yeah? 
No yeah, sound. dude. Baby. Yeah, I, love, I love that little. All right, got rid of the sound. All right, ready to get back on track here. Um, of the yeah. donation box. Uh, big thank you, seriously, to Sean Gilbride, Nicholas Horton, Mister Goha, aka Ha 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 Man, Ice Aiden, JC Duelings Gaming, Xlayer Sixty Four, Legendary Duels, TNX Rail, Solid Snack, Jack Knight Twenty One, Alan Wilkinson, Danger, Charizard, Goosey Q, Blake Engelbrecht, Electric Kevin, Nick Schoner. Um, 15, I wrote that, my handwriting's horrible, I wrote this two minutes ago, Pegasus Saya, <laughs> The Nerds, Tony Langella, Anonymous Anime Lover, Otis Cunningham, and Davis Enos, thank you all so much, and 10th Emperor, who I think donated, um, via, uh, the link at the beginning, thank you guys so much for your incredible, phenomenal support of me, I would not be here without all of you, so thank you, um, and, man, this is a big, loaded episode. Where do we start? Cal, you want to uh, start us off? You know, Dill, I would love to start it off, but I'm going to hit it right back to you and say you should start it off. All right. I mean, if that's how you feel. Um, <laughs> so, so listen. Oh, wait, wait, Dill, wait. Before you start. Yeah. You forgot a donation. Bro. Who did I forget? You? Uh, somebody handed you cash last time on That's right. That's uh, thank you yeah, to Nick Calibro, who gave me a, was a $10 bill, was it? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was a nice donation. Thank you for the ten dollar <laughs> bill. Sitting in my drawer upstairs. I pre- my sock drawer. I right. appreciate it. All right, Bill. Now, 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 get on with it. Do your thing. So, <laughs> um, oh my lord. Context is important uh, in life. Context is important. I think hindsight is also very a very interesting perspective to look at things from. I think twenty years ago, if you told my parents when I was six years old, he's going to grow up to be an, a, a pretty decent kid. He's going to be a B student. He's not going to be, you know, the best scholar in the world, but he's going to get by. He's going to graduate with a bachelor's in marketing. He's going to create a YouTube channel that is is viewed by, you know, thousands of people, which thank you guys for. Uh, he's going to get a job in the insurance industry. And by the age of 26, that will all be accomplished. And the worst thing that he's going to do is almost lose his license because he drove home some drunk kids in high school that had open containers in the back of the car. That's another story. Probably the lowest moment. Probably the, the dumbest thing I did. I was not drunk or drinking at all. I would never do that. A couple friends of mine were drunk at a party. I offered to pick them up. They had open containers in the car, got pulled over. The cop luckily let me off with a warning because he knew I wasn't drunk and he knew I was doing a good deed at the end of the day. So I got very lucky. Still not a great moment, but compared Man. to what else? Yeah, Calibro? No, I might, might interject and say that I think, I don't know if that beats the time you drove on to the elementary school. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking of. That was the one I was thinking of. Probably worse. Proceed, but that was probably worse. All right, there were a few things that <laughs> we I did. were all thinking the same thing. There were a few things I did that were not great, but when it comes to drugs, alcohol, no issues there. And I think with the... Things that are out there in the world. It's a scary world. I think if you offered that to my parents when I was six years old, I think they would have taken it. I think they would have said, yeah, we'll we'll take those as the negatives that's going to happen and that we're going to have to deal with. But given how bad it, it could be, because you just never know, I think he's going to turn out all right. We'll take that deal. <laughs> Context is important. If you were offered at the beginning of Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s, if they said to you, our girl lead in the first 28 episodes, is going to have three wins, four focus duels, and one of her two losses is going to be to the main protagonist where she's not even using her actual deck. 
I think every single person, given the treatment of Yu-Gi-Oh! Girls, would have taken that in a heartbeat. I think there has been a very heavy overreaction to this loss of Romans. Now, it was a loss that not a lot of people expected, so obviously there are going to be some pretty intense reactions to it. But I've seen reactions all the way to, you know, oh, you know, it is what it is, to, oh, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! Girls back in action. You know, this is the end, the beginning of the end for Roman Kirishima, uh, which is, come on, that is crazy to say right now. She mm-hmm. has only two losses. She already has three wins. And girl characters as a whole, if they offered you at the beginning of this show, through the first 28 episodes, we are going to give you three competent girl duelists, two who are very important to the plot, and a fourth girl character who is seemingly set up as the first main girl villain of an arc in the first 28 episodes, you would you would think that that is not even possible in a Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. You would think that whoever's offering that to you is just, you know, just completely messing around. But that is what Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s has done. Context is important even after the shock loss to Sushiko here. And I think that is a very big overreaction that a lot of people have that Roman's character is done or this is a major, major issue with her character. She's been written fine up to this point. I don't think this is the end of her character by any means. I think that's a crazy overstatement. And I think, and I get it because we've all been scarred from the treatment of Yu-Gi-Oh! Girls. Roman has the same amount of wins as Aoi Zizen. I mean, that's, come on, come on, Vrains. Um, So I get it. I, I get that we have that PTSD with girl characters. But Sushiko, competent girl duelist. Mimi has been shown to be a at least a, an active character. In fact, six top of Hexagon members, the only one that we even know really anything about is a girl, is Mimi. And then Roman is a competent duelist as well. You know who else has two losses? Yuga and Gakuto. This loss is not the end of the world. Roman's going to be okay. She's probably going to win the next duel that she has. And I think she's going to have a rematch with Sushiko. You might have a little rivalry here. I don't mind the decision to give her a loss here at all. Uh, Definitely surprised by it. But context is important. Um, So that's just kind of my opening thoughts that I wanted to go over. Uh, Nick T, your thoughts on episode 28. I personally really liked it. I think your point about context being important is 100% accurate. I mean, they could have introduced someone like um, Arai or uh, um, Schrodinger and just like given Roman the loss, and that would have been that could that would have been way worse. But this is not only a character that we've seen quite a bit recurring, um, but this is another female character. And what's wrong with building up two female characters? Why give one every amount of attention and throw all the others to the wayside? I think having two female characters that could be competent duelists is a good thing. And I appreciated it personally. Um, I thought generally the, the the tone of the episode, like the sort of lighthearted tone, was was nice, especially coming off the heels of something a little bit more intense. Even even the last episode where we're like left with a lot of questions: what the hell is going on? Especially with it being kind of psychotic. Um, so this one was a little, other than a few scenes, was a lot more straightforward, and I enjoyed that. Um, the fact that. I'm sorry, where was I going for a second? That you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed the duel. I loved Roman's new card. I just think 
I thought it was a good episode. Was it the best Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s episode? Probably not. Yeah, but it was it was nice. It was enjoyable. I liked how even though we may be setting up for a rivalry between Roman and Sushiko, it was it's a very friendly rivalry. You know, like at the end of the day, they both enjoyed the duel that they just had and they went to go watch TV together. I think, you know, that was a good place to end that episode. Fair. And on top of that, the maybe the limited amount that we saw um Asana was amazing her character is already so cool and i'm so hyped for that character based on that limited interaction i appreciate you keeping that to general impressions because i do want to touch roman sushiko as the main starter here then we're going to talk asana we're going to go in depth there then we're going to talk the goha and mimi scene which was also a very interesting scene um pete i want to jump to you your thoughts on on roman sushiko um, it was okay. Like the episode felt very uh, GX to me. Like it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like a lot of stakes. And yeah, we're no, arguing over fair. what we're watching on TV, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I had fun. Yeah. Um, I thought some of kind of the ancillary pieces of like the Mimi, Mr. Goha stuff, and the Asana stuff. Like I think that is where more of my focus was. Mm-hmm. And that's not anything against Roman. It's just like you know the the duel was just. I mean, we're we're fighting over the remote. Like who yeah. cares? Um, no. Do I think your character is going downhill? Absolutely not. I, I, I think, you know, it's a loss. It wasn't that serious. It's whatever. However, I think the writers maybe are calling themselves out in some ways. And in the show, in the context of the show, Roman has to redefine herself as a duelist. Because I think you could see Sushiko here was clearly this deck in her style. She studied Roman and knew exactly how to counteract that. And so this method of kind of taking away your life points to like unlock certain things like the guitar pick character and things like that, I think she has to kind of change a little bit of her style otherwise she'll be easy to pick off kind of going forward. That was kind of my main takeaway from the from the duel in the episode. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think that that's very fair. Um, and, you know, to go back to what I said in the opening about kind of just defending this decision, if... 20, 30, 40 episodes, the rest of the show goes by and Roman and Sushiko don't really have a rivalry and you don't really get that sense that Roman grew a lot from the loss. This is one that you might look back at and say, uh, that that really was kind of a uh, what the hell kind of loss. Yeah. So it, I, I think it is very important where we go from here with both of the characters. Um, but well said. Yeah, GX, like, because of the stakes yeah, of the it duel, felt, it felt very much definitely, good. definitely fair. Mm-hmm. Calibro, your thoughts on the episode? So, I would say overall I liked the episode. It wasn't, like Nick T said, it wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. It was, it was a good episode. I thought the duel was good. I agree that Roman kind of was falling flat because she's just doing the same thing, like, over and over in her duels. And like you said, Sushiko probably knew that and looked into it a little bit. And But I also think it's kind of shocking that the uh, ramen kid, I forget his name, Menzaburo. Like, he like immediately was like, Wait, you're dueling? Like he had no idea that like she even dueled at all. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I thought that was kind of funny. And I also think it just brings the episode is just trying to bring more importance to these other characters going forward. Right. So like you can't have them duel, have her lose, and then try to make her like, you know, a more important uh, character after just losing to Roman. Like, is she going to lose to Roman? And they're going to be like, all right, now tag along with us and, uh, you know, do something good. Like, it's like she just lost to Roman, who may be the worst or second to worst in that group. 
Mm -hmm. So I think in order to like build her up and maybe build that group up a little bit, it was important for that. Like, you know, one of those in the group, but a little bit on the outside characters to get that win and kind of set the tone that other people maybe will be involved in taking down the antagonist for this second arc. Definitely. You know, it, it kind of expands the world of duelists. Um, and I think it's important to do that, especially because who knows if we will ever see Neil duel again and who knows what they're going to do with Roa. So you have to start expanding the group. And I'm happy because to what Nick T's point was, they very easily could have set up Menzaburo versus Roman. No, oh, easily. And they could have kept building up Menzaburo's character. Or any of those characters, right? The, right. The, the, dinosaur the dinosaur guy. Were there. Like, Even what the insect what club Nick was Yagi. there. Right. Who I love, Nick Yagi. They're like, yo, his first duel. And he just comes and destroys Roman. That would have been pretty shitty, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think I think there's some... I don't know. It's just It just feels better to me for some reason. And maybe it's because of the, the history of girls and Yu-Gi-Oh! That it was another girl character that was able to beat her. I don't know. There's just I something agree. that I, I... I think it was important that Nick Yagi, he made dinner for everyone there. Dude, it looked the delicious. I mean, no one was going to cook like that guy. No. So... No. <laughs> well, we're establishing how important Nick Yagi is, by the way. Exactly, it does reaffirm and reestablish that character. No, you know what, Nick T, do you only like Nick Yagi because of um, it's the same name as you? It doesn't hurt, <laughs> but no, I liked him before I even knew his name. Okay, yeah, you're right. You didn't remember his Crocodile name for a while. Mm -hmm. Crocodile Cook. Um, the next thing I want to go to is uh, Asana. Asana debuts in this episode, um, has that scene with Yuga and M6 or G6, whatever that... Yeah, um, I think it was G6. G6, whatever that machine R was. R6. R6. It was R6. R6. It was an, it was an excavator. The excavator. Um, has that scene with Yuga, and then, of course, has the shot at the end in front of the Blood Moon. And it's mm -hmm. weird to me, because both scenes that Asana was in, the whole Yuga meeting scene, and then the scene at the end... I felt like what was being said by her and, in that one case, Yuga, didn't match the visual tone of the scene. And I don't know if that was Seven's trying to kind of, like, drop a little hint that, like, this character is, like, is fake. This character is going to be, like, a complete thorn in the side of Yuga and of this crew. And she's going to be, like, a really evil person I don't know if anyone else got that vibe, um, but what did you make, um, Calibro, of the, the Asana scenes? So, it, it was funny, because when I saw her, like, appear on the screen, I was like, alright, here we go. Like, we're gonna get that interaction. And she seemed, like, so lost with what she was doing. Like, she had no idea how this machine worked, and couldn't get it to work, and then Yuga comes over, fixes it. She's explaining it. It's almost like when the guy is teaching the girl how to drive a manual car or something like, <laughs> she's explaining to him how to drive everything she's sitting behind he presses mm -hmm. go she kind of like shrieks a little bit like she's scared it almost is like this like boy girl romance scene in a way and then like but you can like see like that sinister like that's not what this actually is it's a facade when yeah when the scene is going on and then obviously at the end like it's clear as day but like it's almost like she's trying to like yuga doesn't see it at least from the perspective of the scene. Right. So like, Which fits he probably character. thinks, wow, she's so nice. Cause even mm -hmm. when they said, um, when the uh, Jurassic people said that she had taken over the excavation sites or whatever, right, and, or that group has, and he was like, 
oh, Asana doesn't seem like that type of person. Mm-hmm. And it was just like right then and there, it's like, yeah, she's getting you. Yeah, you're, you're hooked, <laughs> Hugo. Come on, snap out of it, bro. Yep, um, yeah. Nick T, what do you think of the scenes? Um, yeah, I mean, some very similarly to Calibro, like it was clear, at least clear to the audience, obviously not clear to Yuga that like, hmm. you know, it was this like very nice girl. She didn't really know what was going on, but like she was willing to befriend our, other than the fact that like everyone recognizes Yuga at this point, like he's the creator hmm. of Rush Duels, but like she otherwise didn't really know what was going on she, or what she was doing, but that was clearly a facade to lull him into some kind of comfort with her. You know, like, oh, please fix my R6 excavator. And here's how you drive it. Of course you can drive it. You know, and like, I look forward to meeting you, whatever. And then, like, boom, you know, the blood moon scene. It's like, she clearly is way more intelligent than we, like, were aware of at the beginning. And she's ready to just, to take advantage of the fact that Yuga is comfortable with her. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's, it's so good. Like, I'm very excited about it. Now, uh, Caliber Nicti, did you like her design? so good it, it, it is, is almost out of place like she looks like she's she looks older than yuga her design is like so articulate it's so good and, that it does feel out of place for the show yeah it does which yeah. is not a bad thing that's it's not a bad out of place it's not a bad thing yeah it's it's much more detailed than i expected mm-hmm. and um it, it almost adds to like the sinister yeah i think someone said in the com- the, the comments here dignified is the word like it, it's very yeah. it's so dignified that it looks like she, she has to be sinister in that yeah. way. It's like very, it's almost very specific for that reason. She's what I um, what I love too is she's got the Marek skin color and she's yeah, got she the Marek hair color. It's the same aesthetic yep. as like Marek, and of course Marek being one of my favorite villains, I automatically love her design. Um, but Caliber, what do you say? So I, I mean, Davis stole the words uh, out of my mouth here. I was gonna say she's very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> well, she is but you know no, i know you're no, saying like, that as a meme as yeah. as a as a meme but also in dead seriousness the design is awesome like yeah. she's a very yeah. cool looking character and like you said the sinister like you you can see it right away you can see that she's putting on this facade and that she's going to be she's gonna be able to play with their heads a little bit and that's like what mm-hmm. you love in like an antagonist yeah and we know she's going to be important because the new set pack cover just came out for rush duels and she is on it with yuga um she is on it with yuga and it looks like her ace monster is going to be like a dragon monster which is crazy because for girl characters that is so rare i mean think of usually with girl characters they have very you know girlish monsters you think about my valentine with her harpies Alexis Rhodes with her cyber angels. Um, right. Aoi's eyes with her trick stars. Yuzu, mm-hmm. Melodious, uh, even Roman to a degree with, you know, Prima Gitarna uh, and her deck. So for a girl character to have like a dragon is an ace. I know dragons are so yeah. overdone in Yu-Gi-Oh, but like that is like almost uncharted territory. Uh, mm-hmm. So the whole thing, of course, Asana being a potential main villain is also uncharted territory. So yeah, it, it's going to be really, really cool. Um, I'm really excited to see more from her. Pete, your thoughts on Asana, like her design, and what'd you make of the two scenes? Yeah, I love her design. Uh, it does feel out of place, but in a good way for the show. It's almost like they purposely meant to add, like, like almost in, like, an up-res in design. Like, they updated their system just to make her look more detailed for whatever <laughs> purpose of storytelling they're giving. Yeah. It just, it just feels like it doesn't match. Especially when you put her like side to side there with Yuga. Yeah, um, right. it's like <laughs> it's it's like like uh, 
an amateur artist came in and then like a really experienced one. <laughs> and like not to say I don't like Yuga's design, but it just looks drastically different. No, I, I completely the scene yeah. itself. Um, I agree with what uh, Calibro and Nick T said in some ways, but I saw some things a little bit different. So hmm. there's definitely I agree with Calibro. There's a looks like there's like a little bit of like a romantic vibe there, especially with the music you play in the background. The yep. music and the flower imagery. Yeah. Right? So, like, yep. now, is that to fool us, the audience, and and Yuga? Like, we are Yuga in that moment, so we're supposed to be, you know, kind of fooled with everything going on. This beautifully... Or is that I felt what so. they're trying to portray? Like, there is a, a thing yeah. here. It's different, right? Like, she can read all about Yuga and hate rush duels, but until you meet the person, you can think different things, right? Mm -hmm. So that could totally yeah. be yeah. a case there. And I thought the moment when, like, first of all, how does, she probably wanted to meet him, right? But how does she plan this to be out in the woods where exactly where Yuga ran to grab the rooster from Rook doing the training camp? Like, right. how does any of that happen? Right. So, like, was she just waiting for her moment and it and it happened here and she she ran with it? Did, did she somehow draw him out here? Like, maybe it's just a logic thing in story, but I thought that was like, okay, whatever, I'll forgive it. It's a story. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a TV show. But the moment when they're on the excavator, when Yuga got it running, which she clearly set mm -hmm. up so he can feel important and make him trust her and all that of stuff. Of course. She, he can't see her when he's driving and she's behind him. But we get a shot of like her having almost like a, a curious look of like, huh, like this person is different in the way they act than I maybe have drummed up in my head as like if yeah. you see Yuga as the villain – from her perspective, you say, oh, he's this, like, bad guy. Selfish guy. He ruined that, the game. Yeah, yeah. And so in that moment, maybe she saw he was a more genuine person. So I, I thought that one shot was was meaningful, and I thought it was purposeful that they put that in there. So yeah. very great point that I didn't even really think about. Um, the point that I said in my review that I want to quickly touch on with the three of you, you guys all brought up great points on that those scenes. Um, what Asana was speaking into action and how she visually looked didn't necessarily, to me, match the tone of the scenes, which was kind of the point I made before. Um, obviously, in that scene, you do have a romantic vibe with the flowers and the imagery of that and the music that they're playing and even the physical contact of Asana, you know, grabbing yeah. Yuga's shoulders. Uh, you have that romantic vibe, but in the character dialogue... I didn't feel any romance between no. them. It wasn't no, like Asana no. was no. flirting with him. It wasn't like anything like that. So I thought that was kind of strange the way they portrayed that scene. And then the right. final scene with the Blood Moon, obviously Blood Moon symbolizing something bad is about to happen. That's literally what Blood Moons mean. Um, with the, the red evil Blood Moon in the background. But then you look at Asana and you hear how she speaks. She doesn't seem like this um, harbinger of doom. Right, she talks very mm -hmm. calm and doesn't even really say anything malicious. She just says, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to versing you, Oda Yuga. And she seems very calm in the way she delivers that line, which does not match the background imagery of that scene. So both of the scenes and shots that we got of Asana, I thought were really intriguing in yeah. what was being said versus what was being shown. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that yeah. was very intentional. It's almost yeah. like she's going to be this very, I imagine, very calculated, calm, even almost charming and like nice villain, but very much ruthless. Yeah. At least that's kinda, my take. Kind of like Roa to the next extent. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a good comparison. No, I could see that. I, but that, I think, speaks more to the that scene that I was talking about, which can mean nothing, and I could be wrong, but she doesn't seem like the way she was at the last episode, like when she was introduced, or two episodes right. ago, when she was like, oh, we will utterly crush Rush Duels, right? Like, she seems right. like more... Mm-hmm. Not conflicted, but more like kind of toned down to the point where like now you met this person you hated, maybe you're having some different feelings of like, hey, I'm going to do this because I don't like what he stands for. But the person himself, he's actually not as bad as I thought he would be. Right. Like, because she just, she didn't seem, she's by herself there maybe with her compatriots. She didn't seem that menacing when she says that, you know? You know who she's going to hate? She's going to hate Rook. No, not, I mean, yeah, come oh, yeah, on. Personality-wise, and the way yep. that he really tries to promote Rush Duels more than Yuga does, she would. I feel like she would hate Rook. Um, which that's why she right fun. now she's the character that I would easily pick for Rook to get his first loss. It'd be the mm-hmm. first time a girl. Yeah, well, Rook's not the rival, but it, it would <laughs> be a big is, one. Everyone is hating on how <laughs> short Rook is. <laughs> I mean, how short Yuga is because like Asana was like. I know. I know. She but but very usually tall. females grow faster in those ages yes. that they are in puberty than guys. Well, Roman's are. also kind of tiny as well. But so, yes. Yeah. Um, um, Dill. Yeah, Cal. Now, what are the odds on Rook making one of her machines stop working with his devil? Inside? Very high. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's another another, that. another really interesting thing here, and I'm going to go out on an early arc limb. Uh, Asana, I believe, is going to use Jinzo. I think it would fit the aesthetic of, I, of her deck, um, and we just got that announced as a legend card around the same time that the pack art came out for Asana and Yuga. I believe Jinzo is going to be in that pack. That's an early prediction. I think Asana will use Jinzo, which would fit her theme. Dude, really I miss well. Jinzo. Yeah, I mean, you just saw Jinzo in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Yeah, yeah recently. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best episodes. Um. So there's there's one other thing. Obviously, we're all very high on Asana. I think most of the community is. But what she does yeah. will be very important. Hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. with the way they have treated their girl characters on a quantity and quality level that I don't think we have ever seen in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I have high hopes for Asana. And I'm not really worried, just because she's a girl character, that they're going to butcher her. I'm not wor- like with Queen when that final season started in Vrains, I said I literally said <laughs> Queen will lose and it'll be a one-off character. She will not be a main villain, and she wasn't. Yeah. Um, I just Gallop completely severed any trust that I had with their girl characters. Studio Bridge, I, I will give them credit until I'm mm-hmm. not able to anymore. They've gotten the girl characters right. No, I think I think they're yeah. gonna do it correctly. You set her up to be seemingly this arc villain. Yeah. She has right. to get underage. She has to get at least two wins at the minimum. I would, I would think so. so. Yeah, I, I give her a win against like you know a Sushiko, a Menzaburo, like a, a cider yeah. character, and then, and and then, then the like shock is Rook. And then like a Rook. Like, that's what you go yeah. after is the last person that doesn't have a loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then maybe like her versus Yuga in the finals if this yeah. tournament happens. Yeah, um, you know who I. I would love to see her and Roa interact because I do feel like she's kind of like a girl version of Roa. We don't yeah. know enough about her to say that, but I do like that comparison caliber. That's a good comparison. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
there's one other thing I want to touch on, and then we'll get into donations. We'll take some comments from you okay. lovely people. So thank you all once again for being here, making us a part of your Wednesday night. Jump Festo, we will be live around 9 p.m. Eastern time this coming Friday night. Uh, it will be the crew. It will be me. It'll be Nick T. It will be Cal. It will be Pete. I know Pete is coming a little later. I believe Nick T is as well. Um, and Calibro might be there at the start, but I will definitely be live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So um, it'll be the four of us, and we hope to see you there. Maybe we'll get some news. Maybe we won't, but we'll have fun. We'll talk for a few hours about the state of Yu-Gi-Oh!, our hopes, dreams, wishes, goals, aspirations for 2021. Hope to see you there. One last thing I want to talk about before we get to donations. Uh, wh what on earth happened with that Mr. Goha Mimi scene? I have no idea. Dude, what? Is he fake? Uh, I, okay, so <laughs> to me, there's two theories here that I think has to be right. Number one... Goha falls down because the person inside him collapses. His mask comes off and Mimi knows who he is. Or who she is. Because I'm starting to theorize something else here. Or, number two, the Mr. Goha outfit falls over, the mask falls off, and it's an animatronic. It's a robot. And it's, it's someone who literally, Mr. Goha is not a person, or at least whoever's controlling him is controlling him remotely. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I, I, I don't I, know. I felt the latter, honestly. I felt like it was more likely that, like, first of all, if it was a person, like, what circumstances would somebody just be standing there and collapse? I think it's, I, I really, uh, and like, if that's the truth, and that's very concerning. But to your point, I, mean, he I think it's very likely. could have had like a heart attack in that moment. <laughs> right, but I think that for for Yu-Gi-Oh sevens might be a bit intense. I you don't know, man. We we do some crazy things on here. I'm yeah. leaning towards the latter as well, Nick T, which is crazy yeah. if that's the case. It's, it'd be insane if that was the case, but I think it's very possible that like yeah, this could be just an AI, like a not an AI, excuse me, a, like a robot controlled remotely that's like failed and just collapses, or like maybe intentionally failed to sort of uh, uh, lift the veil a bit. Do you They're, think Mimi um, will be eliminated now because she's seen too much? Well, she's already been demoted. I think she's... No, I mean, mean, I mean what eliminated. What do you mean eliminated? I know, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think she's already gotten, you know, you know what she's... So, she's, Dill, she's a, a you just criticized me and said that a heart attack would be too much for seven. But eliminated <laughs> would be murdering the top employees. That's okay. So, Dill, I have, a, I have a couple of, like, rebound theories on that. Give me some rebound theories, because I got some theories for you guys as well. Listen, you guys so, come here for unfounded theories. Caliber. Cal knows anyway. about a rebound. So, so <laughs> <laughs> choosy scores. Um, so, what I'm thinking here is it could also be that the person just took off the costume. They didn't collapse. So, it's just like, a costume. They, so it's like a mask, and like they took it off and put it on the floor because like they didn't realize the door was still open. Right, but Mimi was also speaking to him, so wouldn't he but have like heard right, Mimi? But like right as that fell. But there was no response. Like no. there was no response, so maybe it was like a, oh crap, I just got caught taking this off, and they didn't say anything, and she's going, oh my god, because she sees who it is. So I think that's a like that's also a possibility. I guess I guess she could see who it is and not recognize who it is and still have that same reaction. Yeah, like, oh my god, like, you're a girl, for example. Right. Like, because right. the voice is so, like, so <laughs> deep and so changed, like... Honey, it's it's like, it's Yoshio's father. Oh my god. <laughs> I would be for that. But think about how important Mimi just became a character now. And then I also think that Mimi could have 
like it could be in a position that she knows uh, like so much and instead of demoting her or like firing her to be like like to avoid her saying anything and not eliminating her but they promote her like now that she's seen this they're like okay now that you know everything you're going to the top and you're going to stay there and if you make any more mention of this then there's bad things to come Hmm. so it's kind of like fine we won't demote you We'll actually promote you, but you better shut your mouth. It would be interesting, and I, and I think that that's not a bad theory at all. No, I think not. that could work because we see that she is someone who, if she's not going to get her way, she's going to probably make some rumblings. Mm-hmm. So that would be yes. a good yeah, way to, exactly. if she aspires to be president one day, hey, like, hey, if you want to get there, you know, this is kind of how it rolls. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just keep it quiet. Yeah, that's... What did you make of the scene? I think I think he's got to be a robot or something. Okay. I think there's there's some farce going on. That's what I took from it, and I think all those other theories are totally possible. But the way I took it is like she's shocked that everything has been fake, whether it, it lost power or malfunctioned or something, and then it gives more into the theory of okay, well then who really is running this company? Then? Right. Who's and running this whole is city? Is a long scheme of Otis now? That theory, for me, comes back into it actually being a possibility. Yeah. Because it's like, well, he's the only big figurehead that we knew might have sort of worked for Goha there. He definitely had association with them. He gets taken away, right? We never see him again in public. Right. It's a very public right. display. I, I don't know. But I feel like that that, that it, has to be some robot fake kind of thing there. They could also go down a route if it is a robot of it, Mr. Goha is a collection of personalities. And there's like four or five people that Woo! are aware of who <laughs> Mr. Goha is. But they literally, um, you know, they, they literally, sorry, I heard my cheer. Was that from Twitch? It was. <laughs> Thank you, I, I was like, I thought I muted everything. Thank you, Fake. I, I was like, um... I completely lost my train of thought. If it's a collection of personalities, maybe there's four or five people that know about it and they just kind of take turns rotating control because all you have to do is laugh. Huh, huh, huh. Yep. That's all you have to do. Um, man, but if Mr. Goha is a machine, we have a, cl- a, a machine excavator club and Asana has been introduced the same episode that this happened to Mr. Goha. And 26 ended with Asana saying, we will surely and utterly crush Rush Duels. 27 begins with Mr. Goha telling Neil on top of Hexagon, shouldn't you all be trying your hardest to utterly crush Rush Duels? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm just starting yeah. to think that there might be a close tie here with, with Asana and Mr. Goha. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I very much agree. I, I mean... If there isn't, then they really fooled us by using the exact same words. The exact same words. And Sevens is so particular with the writing, Roman Ton. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, that's weird. And some people were like, ah, you know, it's just a different uh, term and figure of, of speech. Yeah. Or um... I think there could be. What if, what if she was the girl on the phone, right? You could change your voice. You could, th- there's technology to do that. If Asana was the what girl if Asana on the phone? was the girl on the phone? But if she's also Mr. Goha, then how would that work? I don't work? know. I don't think she's Mr. Goha. But, but, but I don't think she's the girl on the there's, phone. There's definitely a deep connection there, though. I just don't think she's Mr. Goha. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a far-fetched theory. Yeah. I, so the last thing, Shiose Entebase here. Oh, and about that. Uh, wait. Okay. 
It right. may just be the word that she also used the same words due to the episode's proximity to each other, so the vac vocabulary was just fresh in her mind. Okay. That's Could possible. Be. Could be. Entame, thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for uh, subbing the show. Entame subs was on a couple weeks ago. We hope to have her on again. She yeah. was awesome. We, uh, we stand Shiose. We stand, <laughs> we stand Shiose. That's right. Um, so then, yeah, so then maybe I'm looking too much into that. Listen, Entame, you, get, you, give, me, you give me something like that, you know I'm going to overanalyze You're gonna it. You're going to run so. with it. But I, but I appreciate you coming here and, and um, just saying that that might not be the case, which, yeah, that, that's fair. Um but we, we know she's got to have some connection to Goha, though. She's got to, yeah. She's definitely, I don't think she's acting independently. I mean, she has to have a motivation. I just pray to God that the motivation is more than you're our rival school and we want to crush you because you're, like, our school rival. I don't know. It's just too simple. It's too yeah, simple. Yeah, I want there to be a deeper connection. Um, there was with Neil. There was with Neil. Right. That's, that's very oh, true because of Otis, yeah. That's very true. Maybe Asana had some sort of run-in with Otis and... You know, and there was with Roa. Think about the end of arc. What? Hold on, I just kind of realized this. What ties the end of arc villains that we have gotten so far in sevens? Nick T. Excuse me. Otis. 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 Oh. Thank you, Calibro. Otis ties Roa and Yuga together, and Otis yes. ties Neil and Yuga together to a degree. Otis Very is a, Otis is a glue right now, and we'll, we'll keep an we'll, that's. We'll keep an eye if Otis and Asana have any sort of history there, but that'll be something to keep track of. Um, the other thing, this episode started with a bird delivering the news to Rook. Yeah. Obviously, one of the shadowy characters had a bird on the shoulder. It's got to be the same character, right? You would imagine. It's yeah. also, it also, the first thing I thought of was, because maybe because I'm so scarred in brains, is I thought of Pigeon. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, Pigeon God. the Frog? I was like, please don't like, yeah. let this be like the shout-out reference of brains, yeah, please. What please happened to those two characters? They just got written out of the show. I think they died, honestly. <laughs> I hope so. Oh. But yeah, it, it definitely Whoa. has to be that, that character. Yeah. I would imagine it is. There's some people theorizing that the trumpet duet competition is actually the Rush Duel tournament, and there's not actually going to be a tournament arc. It's all a farce. Which would suck. I hope that's not true. Well, aren't they written almost the same? They are. So maybe the piece of paper that Rook got at the beginning of this episode actually said trumpet duet, and what they're training for right now, there is no tournament. But I just think that if you even tease the idea of a I, tournament, I think we're going to get a tournament. I was saying the opposite. I was saying that it's more likely that the, the the whole trumpet duet thing is just out the window, and it was a tournament the whole time. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We haven't even read the thirty summary yet, as we will in a little bit. And we have, we're going to be making our predictions against uh, for Ron's versus Tazaki Galliant. Another nightmare duel to pick. This is not an easy duel to pick. And obviously, everyone and play the Pick'em League. The email is down below. The first place winner is getting literally a PlayStation Five. Or the brand new Xbox. It's your choice if you win. Or Nintendo Switch. It's your choice if you win. Massive prize giveaway. Because you guys are so amazing to me. And gracious to me. Through your donations and support of my channel. It's the least I can do. So make sure you play the game. Right now there's like a nine way tie for first. Um, and if you voted Sushiko. You would have been the only one that got it right. You would have gotten a shout out in my episode review. I Definitely would have given you a shout-out. Um, but no one picked Sushiko, so no shout-out, nope. but that's okay. Um, we'll see our prediction for Ron's versus Tazaki Galliant. Stay tuned for that. Um, but the episode 30 summary, yeah, Yuga and Rook are going to practice for a trumpet duet. 
competition and then they get ambushed. I, I just think it's hilarious. We'll go over all that in a little bit. I think it's time to maybe take a couple donations. Sounds good to me. Dude. Take some comments from you amazing people. Thank you all. Let's jump into some donos, people. Starts off with Nicholas Horton, donated five pounds. And he said, I like the sauna's design, and I'm looking forward to see what her dueling is like and who she duels. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Horton, thank you for the donation. Uh, I have I love Asana's design as well. I have no issue with her debut duel being a squash match. I have no issue with her nope. first duel being against a Khan or a Bakaro or a, you know, a, a, well, Menzaburo, I, I think he's been a little more established than maybe those characters. But right. I have no problem with it being a squash match to just give her a quick win. Um, yeah, she's like dominating. <laughs> yeah, I also wouldn't have an issue if her debut duel is beating Yugo or Rook. Wouldn't have an issue with mm -hmm. that either. Um, yeah. I just... I just hope she wins whatever her first duel is. That's why I'd rather it be maybe a squash match because I don't have to worry about something funky happen. But Sevens, unlike Vrains and unlike some of the previous Yu-Gi-Oh! shows, they're not afraid to give their main characters losses. I like that a lot. So very excited for Asana's first duel. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nick. Jump back to Sean Gilbride donated his $11.11. Sean, every week, man, that is a big donation. Thank you so much, dude. And he said, Dr. 11.11 says that Mr. Goha is being controlled remotely. Changed my mind. It's like that meme. Changed my mind. Changed my mind. Dr. 11.11, Sean, I love that nickname for you, and thank you for another 11.11 donation. Make a wish, my friend. Thank you. We already talked about it. Yeah, I think there's a good chance he's being controlled remotely. I think that's probably what that scene was implying, which is nuts. Yeah, be absolutely crazy. Yeah, Nicholas Horton came back and donated ten pounds and said, "Theory, Nicholas? Mr. Goha could be a robot being remotely controlled by someone, or how about if he's a female with a voice modulator? You can change slash disguise your voice. Also a possibility." Absolutely, Nicholas. Thank you for the generous ten pound donation. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I sort of got. I I don't. I have a black computer screen right here. I never read the donations or the comments as they come in. Um, so the fact that you know, we all kind of talked about this already, I think shows that a lot of people probably feel that way about Mr. Goha being a remotely yep. controlled person um, or, you know, person we have to do, um, which I think that was a theory. I think that was a decently popular theory for a while now that Mr. Goha was not a person, but was being controlled remotely. Uh, and when you have a mask on and no one has heard you talk and no one has seen your face, it's very easy to do that, especially with voice yes. modulators. <laughs> yes, it is. Nicholas, yeah. thank you, man. And uh, Kay said in the chat um, what I said last week in reference to the family guy thing. Mr. Goha is just the two kids in the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. One of, the, one of the two kids is that girl we heard on the phone. It wasn't actually a girl yeah. on the phone. It was the kid underneath telling the person above that rush duels are fun. <laughs> Fifteen donated two dollars. No message, just two dollars. Fifteen, you have been in, an incredible supporter recently, Thank, me. You. Thank you so much, fifteen. Mr. Goha, aka Ah 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 Man, donated ah, his ah. or uh, her, <laughs> I should say, five Canadian dollars and said, "I'm mad with you about the timeline theory. You hyped me up for nothing." I did, but it's going to come out on Friday. Um, unfortunately, uh, some personal roadblocks hit. Um, I'm going to do my best to get it out on Friday. This is obviously a video that has been in the works now for three to four years. I want this to be as good of a video as possible. Literally. I'm still fine-tuning things, but I, I do anticipate it being out on either Friday or Saturday. Um, I have hit a couple of personal roadblocks, so I do apologize for the delay, and I'm sorry for, for hyping you up, but I'm going to try my best to get it out in a couple days. 
And thank you for the donation. And hopefully you guys can enjoy that video. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Electric Kevin donated five Australian dollars. Thank you, Kevin. It said Asana seems great for the first female villain of the arc, but like Roa and Neil, she's probably not going to be a villainous character after this arc. Yeah, I mean, the that's the precedent right now. We have no reason not to believe that. Um, it seems Sevens is going down a route where their arcs are 13 episodes, and each of those 13 episode slots, there's a different main threat. Um, I don't know if that's going to be building up to an overarching big boy villain, but, you know, we've seen, I don't know why I use that phrase, uh, we've seen in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, usually you go 46 episodes, you go 50 episodes, sometimes you go 65 episodes, and there's one villain pulling the strings, controlling everything with a bunch of kind of side villains that you have to defeat as well, um, like not a, really with Sevens. Sevens kind of like really, a lightning. Kind of like a lightning. Yeah. Kind of like a, a Spectre and Revolver with the Tower of Hanoi and then the Lieutenants. Um, not really the case with Sevens. So you, you could definitely be right there, Kevin. Uh, Ice Age donated $2 and said, what did you? What were your thoughts on Asana's personality so far? Yeah, you know, we, we touched on um, a lot of that. I like it. I just think there's way more than meets the eye with her. And I... I think she has the potential design-wise and just the way that she acts and kind of that the Dinosaur Club even foreshadowed these people using force to kick people off of their, their land. Um, I think that she has a lot of potential to be a, a legitimate, like, evil force um, for an elementary school kid. Yeah. I, I, love, the yeah. I love the mystery behind her. Right. I think it's good that we're kind of, like the background of that whole group that she's a part of is known for just taking things over mm -hmm. yet her personality at least the way it comes off is like soft-spoken and like not aggressive in any way so i think it's kind of good to see because that kind of gives you that perspective of like she's going to be kind of she's not going to come at you and be that like yelling screaming aggressive villain she seems more of like the playing with your mind. Like she, she's got tricks up her sleeve kind of person, which the, I personally like better. I do too. The debut scene of her is uh, her in this beautiful flower field with beautiful music. It's a fun scene. And then the last shot we see, Blood Moon in the background. I love it. Thank mm -hmm. you for the donation, my mm -hmm. man. Thank you, Ice. Bam donated $2. Oh, Bam. Thank you, Connor. It said, it said single dad cow with baby Yoda picking up chicks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bam reached out to me actually right before the stream started. Bam is a great friend, and you see his name every time that Legends bar ticks by. So, Brian, thank you for everything you've done for me and the channel and, and my life. Um, you mean a lot to me, man. Thank you so much for the donation. Yeah, see, Endeme was saying the last time they played the piano music was during the Sirocco Menzaburo duel in episode 21, yeah. Food for Thought, right? And that was kind of implied romantic. I got right? I got way more romantic yeah. vibes from that scene than I did this scene in the sense of how the characters were acting towards yeah. one another. But that music is emotional music, and, you know, I think much like Sirocco, you know, I, Sirocco I will be back. I thought she was playing the part of, like, the girl being wooed by what, Yuga is able to do like that was like the facade she was trying to play maybe and yeah and also the right. physical contact Yu-Gi-Oh seldom does physical contact like that with long shoulder <laughs> yeah, yeah I want to be that right now <laughs> somebody made it's that. true it's true it's true so no they were definitely trying to give off that vibe in that scene come on well I think that's part of the the way that um the facade the facade and like Asana's trying to like get him comfortable in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Right. That's right. So I'm going to make an animated short of Calibro as you go. Yo! (laughs) Just for that scene. Could you get a girl to, like, recreate that scene with you, Calibro? No, I can do it with Baby Yoda. (laughs) It's good good enough. I don't like that at all. Yeah, because that's like your child, so I don't don't know. Calibro, I can do Baby Yoda. Isn't he, like, 50 or something? He is. He's over 50. We're going to take maybe three or four more. Then we're gonna go over the twenty nine summary, and then uh, we're gonna have to pick your guys. So get your get your thinking caps on. Fifteen came okay. back and donated <laughs> five bucks and said, "I would say looks like you got your wish, Dylan. A girl lead, just not the main protagonist." Yeah, yeah. Fifteen. I I would agree with that. Listen, I've wanted a a girl lead character in Yu Gi Oh for a very long time, probably since uh, Zale, honestly. Um, just to get a unique perspective and put a girl character in the the limelight, you know. There's a lot of girls that watch Yu-Gi-Oh! And there's a decent amount of girls that play the card game as well. So um, I think it would have been a very cool approach to do that. They haven't done that. I don't think they probably ever will. It is a shonen after all. But we're getting our next best thing. We're getting a lot of girl characters that feel important to the plot rather than just being there because the show kind of has to have a girl lead um, in terms of a girl protagonist lead. Um you know, not the main protagonist. I'm probably confusing you, but you know what I mean. The main girl lead. Um, right. Which there is one in every show. You know, it feels like these characters are actually there for a reason. And uh, Asana as a girl villain, first one ever in the anime. I love it. Yeah. So 15. I'm, I'm very happy with how, se- how Sevens and Bridge and the writing team has treated their girl characters, especially in comparison to the first six shows. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Goose. I mean, that, and that's my minute. Like, I don't have a ton of exposure to that, but enough to know that like mm-hmm. hasn't hasn't been great. Well, Nicky, you're about you and Peter are about twenty episodes through GX. How many wins does Alexis Rhodes have? I'm not. Tw- I'm I'm probably only about thirteen, She's but still. How many wins does um, she have? She's not doing great. No, you can hold up. Is it one? Is it less than is one? Is it one? You know how many? Is it less? No, is it, one or less than? No, it's a goose egg. It's a goose egg through twenty episodes. Uh, she had a real chance when they were on the lake in the boat. Man. She, oh, she had a real yeah, chance. Yeah, chance. it's the story of <laughs> girls. You go, yeah, they, they had a real chance. <laughs> so listen, listen, Sevens has done very well. So 15, I am happy about that aspect. Mm-hmm. Goose. Goose. Thank Goose. you, man. And said, sending positive vibes and kindness to everyone. Goose, we spoke earlier today, man. You know I need it. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate right you. Right back at you, brother. Yeah, you pre- too. right back at you, dude. Keep it PG. Love you, Positively goose. goose. Thank you, man. And final one for now? Uh, we'll do two more. Okay. So, Dylan from Yu-Gi-Oh! Hoes, though. So, Yu-Gi-Oh! Hoes. <laughs> I like everything. that. Donated $5. I like that. And said, you thought you'd never see me again, didn't you? Well, too bad. I'm alive. and But I'm afraid I can't say the same for Roman fans. Oh, well, that, well I, that's true. Honestly, though, I think real Roman fans are comfortable with what happened. And they, they're not going to overreact to it. Yeah. Um... At least I hope. Uh, you know, there's. Dude, I'm still sticking with my girl. Are you kidding? Yeah, overreacting, I think, is part of it. Now, listen, if Roman loses the next, like, two or three duels, and she duels, like, Baccaro and another kind of... My- then, then, all right, then there's maybe an issue there. But this is, was her first... This was her first loss with her actual deck. And yes, it came to a character that no one really gave a shot to, but... Mm-hmm. It's not like Sushiko was like Brave Max. Like she clearly knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. And her deck was a perfect counter to Roman's deck. It was. So I didn't have much of an issue with it. Still surprised. I I, I just had more of an issue with the whole 
they have to they have to get rid of the whole like her getting like fired up whatever that mode she goes into you don't you don't like that it's mode. just it's just but it uh, seemed like she didn't lose her memory it, this yeah time. no she didn't but she lost the duel once she came out of it <laughs> i know and so like I know, I know. that 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 crap and i'll, I'll say it's crap needs to end yeah like just I, just I, write something better I, I i hate that i hate that she needs a power up to like beat even another female character never mind a male like in, in in the way that they're writing these shows, like it, I just I, I hate um, that. But as as long as she remembers, I don't have that much of an issue with it. To me, it's more symbolic adrenaline. Sure, yeah, but but I yes, mean, the as far as we know so far, when she doesn't have it, she loses. Um, well, to to play devil's advocate, right. I think I don't think it. This loss had nothing to do with her getting out of it. I think it more so it was a discredit to her character and the fact that she got distracted so easily. I don't care whether she got in or out of that 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 well, fired she, up mode. Why was she distracted by the TV? Because, and because it's a hunger duel, thing. It's again. stupid. But she, but she got distracted in that Gakuto duel too. And yeah, that Gakuto duel. Listen, I give her a lot of credit for that. But right, she didn't really remember what happened. No, she, she like, gets distracted easily, and her style of dueling isn't the greatest. But I think that's what makes her such a funny character because she really doesn't care that much about dueling, and you can kind of tell that. And I hope that changes. Mm -hmm. It is a Yu-Gi-Oh anime. If you don't care a lot about dueling, you're probably going to be written out of the show quickly. Um... But I think that's what makes her kind of a fascinating character. That dueling is not her love. It's not her yeah. passion like most characters. Her band and her music is her passion. Yeah. So I kind of like that I, perspective as well. I also, like, I think that they tried to play it off a little bit that, like, every time she was giving her back life points, she was sending sushi rolls into her mouth, and it was kind of taking her out of, like, potentially getting hungry. Yeah. Right. So, right. like, she would gain her life points, she would eat the sushi, and be like, oh, this is delicious. She wouldn't and go into that mode. Normal, was that you know? actual sushi, though? Because, like, that's a pretty awesome, like, technique from Sushi Go there. Like, you just feed people. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Well, she's a sushi so, girl. So, is, like, yeah. is that her off-screen, like, throwing the sushi like that? Or is it coming out of the card, and the card is lifelike? No, nah, she's throwing it. She's <laughs> slinging what's sushi. What's going on? Yeah, I think, I think she's slinging yeah. it. I think she's really slinging sushi, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's like throwing darts. Those are perfect throws. <laughs> I will say the one other thing I took from their duel is they specifically made a point in one of the distractions for Roman. They showed Princess G, Princess on, G. On, on the TV. That character is clearly going to appear. Yeah. At yeah. Some point. And I've been saying that for weeks. Clearly. I've been saying that yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Absolutely. As soon as they gave her a name, we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That sure. I think could be Roman's next victory, to be honest. The other thing that was crazy about this duel is she used her new ace. Yeah. And she still Which lost. Dude, what was it? Folder, folder Brits of the Dream Yeah, Folder Blitz. Yeah, it's a cool ace. Mm -hmm. But I liked I liked Sushiko's Ramen Angel a little more, to be honest. Uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, it was a Gab... Gabriel. Gabrielle or something like that. Yeah, Gabriel. I like the Ramen Angel. Um, or the Sushi Angel, I should say. Yeah, Sushi Angel. Um, Let's not get it confused. We'll do one more real quick. We'll get to all of them. We always do. But then we are going to go over the next episode summary. And we are going to make our picks. Make sure you make your picks. You can do exclamation mark pick them. The email will populate in chat. Just copy and paste it into your Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, Outlook, whatever uh, message app you use, and send me your pick. Ron's, Tazaki Galliant, or draw no result. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. 15 donated $2. Thank you again, and, 15. Thank and you. just said, Merrick is the greatest. And then I assume he's talking about Asana. He said, and her, di her design is dope. Yeah. Yeah, Marek yes. is the best, 15. Listen, I'm, I'm not, well, I'll take a little bit of debate depending on who you're debating is better than him.
Bakora, fine. Pegasus, fine. Vector, fine. But Marek is, to me, the greatest villain we've ever had. Um, Marek is the best, no love doubt. Love Marek. And yeah, if Asana, if Asana is even halfway as interesting and fascinating and crazy as Marek was, listen, we're in for a treat here. Even just halfway. So we'll see what happens. But 15, thank you. Thank all of you guys for um, using your hard-earned money. I know you guys are all working very, very hard, um, and I do not take it for granted ever. So thank you all so much for, especially during the holidays when things can get a little expensive when you're shopping for friends and family. I get it. Um, but so it, it means even more to me now because like, I know how tough it is. So you don't have to. It's never expected, but just know that I am truly thankful for it. And we will get to the rest uh, right after this. But Let's go episode 29. Let's do it. We got a full summary on episode 29. Um, and this is the part where, you know, we do it in this format. So if you don't want any spoilers, you can leave the stream now. Um, Nick's here. Are you nervous, bro? No, not in the slightest. You're not nervous about this pick? No. Okay. I just think that after you hear the summary, you might become a little more nervous. Don't tell me that. Bro. I'm surprised, dude. I, I am very still split. I don't know what I'm doing on this pick. I give a, like a, at least a vague, like, I, f I feel like I'm pretty confident. The episode title, Gallant Digging. Rons and Rinosuke are crossing the mountain to reach the training camp. They hear oh, a boy. suspicious engine sound on the way and find Tazaki Gallant, a Goha 6 student, riding on a blue machine, blocking their path. Gallant seems to be planning to sabotage the training camp. He then challenges Rons to a duel. The cast, Yuga, Rook, Gakuto, Roman, Kaizo, Sebastian, Rons, Rinosuke, Tazaki, Galliant, Supervisor, Club Members, and Extra. And then just a note, DMC, thank you for translating. As previously noted, the title of this episode is a reference to the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, as well as mm -hmm. Panzer World, Galliant. Both are mecha anime produced by Sunrise. Bridge itself is founded by former Sunrise staff. So oh, I actually said part, when actually. we analyzed this that I, I didn't really understand the reference. Um, so I, I doubt DMC watches this. I know he's a very busy guy, but I appreciate it that he cleared it up um, for uncultured people like me. So thank you, DMC, um, just for translating and for all the work yes. that you do. Um, so Tazaki Galliant is going to sabotage the training camp, according right. to this. And he runs into uh, Rinosuke and Rons, and he duels Rons. We saw it in the preview. We know Tazaki Galliant is a bigger-looking gentleman. Maybe the guy that was on the bottom right Could of be. the shadowy characters. He's definitely not the pigeon dude. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the summary, Pete? Yeah, it's kind of... These duels are getting harder, man. They're getting yeah, really they're getting, harder. They're getting, they're, they're getting tough to pick. I could see it going either way, and I'm kind of, like, split on it, but... I like it. I, I, I kind of like that this, I mean, we get it in the shot there with the Blood Moon. Like, they're on, right. they're on the high ground, right? Mm -hmm. They're looking yes. down with binoculars, and maybe that there's some audio tech to that where they can actually hear them. Maybe not. I don't know. But their whole goal is going to be to not have rush duels keep growing and getting more popular, which is what this training camp is going to do. Mm -hmm. So make makes sense that they're trying to disrupt it. Of course. Yes. And th to me, it's just, it's tricky. And obviously we are going to finalize our picks and you guys can wait until Friday, right before the episode airs to finalize your picks. So you still got some time to think about this. It's tricky to me when I read this summary, because I'm like, well, if Galliant wins, then he is going to successfully sabotage the training camp. 
And are they going to do that? But then uh, are they going to give Galliant a loss here uh, and Ron's a win? Then again, I didn't think Sushiko had a prayer in the world against Roman. True. So I'm starting to think, like, maybe they're going to build up their, you know, already established yeah. side characters. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Nick T and Caliber, your your reactions to the summary. I'm uh, very confident. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly fairly confident. Um, I would say that like it does throw a wrench in the works. It's like knowing like oh well, if he wins, like does he successfully sabotage the camp? So it does kind of put a little doubt in the mind. But like I think that's part of what keeps it interesting. That kind of is what like makes it the you know who will win, right? It's that, as Pete said, it makes it harder to guess, and that keeps things interesting. And I like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Unpredictability is a very good thing, and it's very hard to yeah. do in Yu-Gi-Oh! Episode 30 is the way of battle, just to recap in case anyone forgot. Due to Rook's mm -hmm. mistake, Hugo and company will now participate in a trumpet duet competition. They head to the Wind Music Club to practice, but are ambushed by someone. So... Uh, seems a theme is here. Yeah. People getting ambushed. They're getting jumped. They, I'm starting to think that they're going to get ambushed by the pigeon guy. Right. Maybe, I don't know. I doubt Asana I mean, will reveal herself yeah, this early. Okay, but. so now this clears things up for me, like the whole trumpet um, du duet competition and the dueling. Like there literally was a confusion mid sh in the show, in context of the show, and now they're okay. It makes sense that it's Rook's mistake. I like that. <laughs> it does. Um, you boys ready to pick? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I'll write in the group. And make sure you can email your pick. Make sure you do. Even if even if you're like four or five points out of first, you still have a very good chance to win. I mean, you literally would have gained on everyone last week if you picked Sushiko. And there might be some more duels like that. Most people picked Mimi to beat Yoshio. There have been some shockers. So a lot of people picked Yuga to beat Neil the first round, including Nick T. Um, you know, so there's a lot of room here. Let's, let's do it. All right, let me know when you guys are ready. I'm ready. This I don't know how hard. to spell either of them, but I'm ready. This is yeah. As long as you're close enough, we'll know what you mean. This is this is hard for me, dude. This is I, hard. I for think me. it's I think it's a tough pick. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Three, two, one, send. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Nick, you thought I picked differently? Yeah, but that's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's literally the name. Um, Caliber, you want to start? You were you were tooting your horn over there. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was oh. tooting my horn because I was on my way to the uh, the wind place to learn how to play the trumpet. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think that this is no, I would never call it a no brainer, but <laughs> I no think I think Galleon is gonna win, and I don't necessarily think it's gonna be close because. Ron's is the perfect character to get obliterated by this team, and it will have no effect on any part of the story right now. <laughs> it, the only thing it might do is enrage Gakuto, to be and, honest. Right. So I think I, I can't. I keep seeing you laughing, and I'm like, like half laughing. Sorry. But no, I I really think that. It, it just, for me personally, I think a Galliant win here 
it it also helps at least in my eyes that the next ambush has a reason behind it like they're starting to enforce their will on Again, some the entire group itself because if he had lost right away maybe that would have them back off a little bit mm -hmm. so in my perspective it's like he goes in for the win so now they're on round two or phase two of what they're trying to do and that's where the next guy comes into play yeah. so for me it's a galleon win um so caliber's picking galleon i'm gonna actually just go next um i am also picking yep. tazaki galliant um i am hesitant with this pick and i at one point yesterday was starting to convince myself that a draw no results could end up happening um but i've already been burned a couple times picking draw no result <laughs> there will be a point where a duel does end in a no result or a draw and everyone's gonna get burned by it but when that is going to happen, it's so hard to pick. You're going to be so pissed. Yeah. Well, if, if it does, if this ends in a draw no result, I am going to be pissed. But Galliant is just the, the sensible pick. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm hesitant because Sushiko beating Roman was a result I never expected. So could Ron's mm -hmm. win because they're trying to build up their side characters and she's sure. the big hero. Uh, and, you know, I guess it would do a, a good things for her character. Yeah, but, like, at what cost? Like, this is the debut of a Goha 6th elementary duelist, which we have not yet seen them, not including Asana, because Asana didn't duel, mm -hmm. make their move. And so to establish them as a legitimate threat, they have to get a win, especially, yeah, right? especially against like, especially against Rons. It would be different if it was like Galliant versus Gakuto. Right. That yes. would be difficult. Yeah. But I think if Galliant beats Rons... Then you can set, especially if it's done in a brutal, bullyish fashion, which he looks like kind of a bully, like smug character, mm -hmm. especially some shots in the preview. That could set up a duel between like Galliant a scummy character in Galliant and a very honorable character in Gakuto. Right, yes. getting yes. kind of the payback for his assistance. Exactly. And that could set up a really interesting rivalry and clash between those two characters. Um, and if Galliant is that one of the shadowy characters... Them losing right off the bat, just I, I, it's very hard for me to picture that. And then, you know, what does it do for them as a team? I mean, that would be, yep. wouldn't be devastating, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I can't really justify picking Rons to beat Galliant straight up here. Clearly, them trying to, yes, clearly, yeah. them trying to hype up the sixth elementary of Goha. I, I gotta pick yep. Tazaki Galliant. Um, Nick Tate. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit a lot of the points. Um, I feel like, especially with the first that we saw, um, you know, these Goha 6th elementary kids, like, it was very dark. It's very ominous. And for to have Asana, uh, excuse me, yeah, Asana, be the only, like, potentially, like, competent member of that group, just, like, would be a detriment to them. And like, I... Like, how would you take... Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Nancy. I jumped the gun. Go for it. Well, you're picking Tazaki. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm picking. I'm picking Tazaki Galliant 100. percent All right, and that and leaves makes sense to not. That leaves Pete, who's actually in first. So we'll see what he picked. Um, but the thing with um, the preview as well, Ron's is shown to kind of like be following Yuga around, and like it looks like she almost like has a crush on Yuga. Um, did you guys watch the preview? I did watch the preview. I didn't get that vibe, but maybe. But you did see her following Yuga around and taking notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think that they're going to start the episode off with that and kind of make us feel a deeper connection to Ron's right before Galliant comes in and, like, you know, Knocks defeats her. her. Um, yeah. So 
That's what I think is going to happen, and I think that'll be more impactful for the viewer because yeah. we're we're kind of humanizing Ron's a little bit. But um, yeah, back to what you were saying, Nick T. Um, I just think it makes, especially like with introducing a character like this, it makes the most sense to give him the win, especially because mm-hmm. what are Ron's and Renesuke really other than the assistance to uh, Gakuto? Like Gakuto they aren't card holders exactly so like to have them like get this big win like it just wouldn't make sense like at the end of the day they're they're assistants to our main character and to have them beat a newly introduced character just it, it wouldn't it wouldn't bode well for me to be honest it wouldn't bode well uh, for me either um um may and like to your point about like that like being like a fire under you know gakuto i think that'd be great i think that'd be great for his character because he could use that it gives him some direction yeah exactly yeah pete your pick yeah, I took Galliant. Okay. Um, so we all, before you explain your reasoning, we all took Galliant. The last two times that we have all picked unanimously, we have been wrong. Yeah. We all got yes. Yoshio Mimi wrong, and we all just got uh, Roman Sushiko wrong. So maybe keep that in mind when you make your decision, but Pete, give your reasoning. Yeah, I, I don't actually feel super confident about it. I could see Ron's uh, winning in some way here to kind of build up the side characters, which, as you touched on, has been a theme. Of the show, uh, what we just saw with Sushiko, we saw Mezaburo, uh, but I just feel like if he is Galleon, part of Asana's crew, you have to establish that character and build it up, as as the guy said already, so I won't reiterate mm-hmm. those points. Um, I do feel like, though, it gives Gakuto a lot of kind of ammunition going forward. Maybe build that up as a rivalry as well, so it just makes sense all around. If Galliant loses to Rons, then what's, like, next for him? I already feel like you've mitigated one of the, the, the shadow characters. Like, who's he going to duel after this? Gakuto? Gakuto's better than Rons. Rons is the underling of Gakuto, so, like... You know, where does he even go from there if he loses? I don't know. It just makes more sense to me if he wins. So, And I think to Caliber's point, I think it builds up the momentum. Like if he wins and beats Rons, right, then that group is getting confident of like, oh, well, we can now go jump, you know, Yuga. Right. And like, be like, yeah, we're that good. And it's like, like, slow down, man. Like, you're not you're not that mm-hmm. level yet. So relax. So right. It would make sense in a, a storytelling yep. perspective. Agreed. Um, but, and also, I want to hold Matt the Hero to something he said. He said if Ron's loses, we could change his profile pick to anything for the rest of the year. Okay. Um, if Ron's loses, right, so he's confident Ron's will right. win. Right, so you know the rest of the year the is only that. a few days. Right, but still, yeah. even for a couple weeks. Yeah, we we'll make it like Naoki or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yep, those are the picks from us four, Nick T. Cal, mm-hmm. Pete, uh, and... Dill. Yes. Just one point I wanted to make when you were saying about, like, Ron's following <clears throat> Yuga and... Um, being like maybe having a crush or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be more in the sense that she's interested in rush duels and things following you go around taking notes, kind of figuring out how to do it. And that's why she like steps up the duel maybe in this episode. Right. Yeah. That's the way I, I, I think that makes more, more sense at mm-hmm. this point in time. Yeah. Cause I think up, other than Gakuto's yeah. duel up until this point, they've been kind of disconnected from rush duels because mm-hmm. it's kind of what took Gakuto away from his, responsibilities and duties as um as as student council president so like all right we're keeping our distance until now like let's see what this is really about yeah well yeah because like who's been fixing the roof okay yeah who's been playing rugby do you see what um yeah look at what she said in the chat what she's saying that it is it is more crush like because one of 
one of like the symbols she has in her notebook is usually what Japanese girls draw when they have crushes on people. Oh, see, you know what? You'll never get that it's kind of information if you're not watching these. Well, you could also watch her channel, but <laughs> <laughs> which you should do. Check out her channel. Um, yeah, that was just uh, Shioshi. That, that was just the vibe that I got. Um, and obviously she knows the culture way better than I think any of us do. So Listen, she teaches us every week. <laughs> she does. No, really, she does. So actually I am super pumped to um to see what next week will bring honestly in two days um and yeah it'll be exciting but i think for now we'll probably get back to some donations sounds good if we have a few yes we do we have a decent amount to get through okay uh we'll jump back to otis cunningham donated five dollars thank you otis said more dark-skinned queens and yukio is a plus one of the reasons i like and was this ishio ishizu ishizu is is so uh so much as a kid that's the yeah I want to see uh, Nixie's face. Hold on. Nick, let's see his reaction. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ashizu. Listen, Ashizu is one of my favorite. Um, Dude, we love Ashizu. We love Ashizu. Uh, I don't know if you can see her on the camera. I don't think oh, you can. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. It's the one way up there. No, Ashizu, gen- genuinely one of my favorite characters. Yeah, um, more than you would know. <laughs> favorite characters design-wise. Um, yeah, and I think... Asana is the first. Uh, there was a there was a dark skinned girl in Yu Gi Oh Five Ds that was in the elementary school with Leo and Luna. Um, I don't know if she ever got a name. I know she was a very very side character that only showed up in a few episodes. Other than her, I cannot think of a dark skinned girl character that we have had besides Ashizu. I love the aesthetic, man. I I really do. Um, I, I think the hair color works with that skin color beautifully well, and that's why maybe Marek and you know, Ashizu were just so, some of my favoritely aesthetically pleasing characters. Um, so, yeah, Otis, thank you so much, man. Thank you, dude. Goose donated five dollars. Goose. Goose. And said, "Will Kaizo and Sebastian be rivals? The two robots fighting for Simp Robot Brains Head Robopy? I yeah. think it's possible. They Kaizo that up a is going bit. to fall in love with Asana, dude. Can you imagine how bad that's going to be?" When Kaizo meets Asana. It could, it could be bad. Or could he be loyal to Roman the whole time? Remember when Roman was, like, relaxing during, like, the, the workouts? He was just, like, fanning her? Yeah. He's so, a so annoying, dude. <laughs> he did have legitimate gripes, though, with Sebastian. Of, like, them telling, uh, you know, him to be nice. And it's like, the guy turned him into a bike seat. I know. So, like, I understand yeah. why he's mad. Yeah, I, I get it, too. I get it, too. They took some shots at each other. Yeah. And I love that that little thing of like Neil still being around, and it had some Mimi influence kind of there of that. Oh, Sebastian is the head of the club at right. school, so I like how all that is tied and together. And they mentioned, I'm, I'm pretty sure in that Sebastian episode that he got like an education degree. Yeah, he said he's basically a teacher. Yeah, so like it it, yeah. it fits. Yeah. Like and I don't took know, a they, shot at Kaizo. Right, right. There's just no like unleft and unused details in this show. It's just it's mm-hmm. a very tightly written show. Love it. But thank you, Goose. K donated what I believe is what? 1610 yen, I believe. Oh, is. K's donations are still coming in as yen. Yes. Thank you, K. <laughs> thank you, K. And said, hello, everyone. It's K from K Everything, and here to say, be careful walking outside tomorrow. The blizzard's strong out there. The blizzard is strong. Yeah. K, do your best. Stay safe. Obviously, our neighbor's to the west, so. Um, yeah, she's pretty close to us, right? She's in PA, yeah. That's why I was like, why does it come up yen? Yeah, I don't know. I, she wrote yeah, to me right. why, but I, I don't remember. I got to reread. But K, thank you for the donation. Uh, K, the I best. was by your stream earlier. You do a great job. Did you follow her? 
I didn't actually. She's 12 followers that. away from affiliates, so make sure you follow her. I'll do that in a second. Thank yes. you, Kai. Uh, Bam donated $5. Thank you, Brian. And Bam. said, what if it's the legendary duelist with the blue eyes that was a human at one point that was split into two identities, a good one and an evil one form? I love it, dude. I love it. Listen, I you know how I feel about Kaiba. And theories. We, we do love him. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a theory. Um, yeah, Brian, I would love that idea. Um, yes, like the good Otis is, or the good the good blue eyes user is Otis, and the bad one would be the villain. Yeah, it'd That'd be, be interesting. Like wow, yeah. it'd be interesting. I like that, Brian. And thank you, man. Thank you. Moody Z donated what I believe is five dollars in New Zealand money. Uh, said nice. this week's episode was such a treat, particularly the art and the animation of Berserk Roman were very gallop like. Hope we see more of that in seven. I agree, and I think Asana's design reminded me a little bit more of the traditional Yu-Gi-Oh style. Um, Moody Z, for a second, I thought maybe it was Div Z who changed his yeah. name, but New Zealand. So Moody Z, I don't mm -hmm. know if you've been by the channel much, um, or at least donated ever. If you have not, and this is your first time, regardless, thank you so much for being here. I seriously appreciate it. I hope you're having a great uh, day, morning in New Zealand, I believe it is, um, yeah. or afternoon. Yeah, I, it, it did feel Gallop-like at times, and there have been some shots during this show that have felt Gallop-like, um, and hopefully we see more of it. Listen, Asana is beautifully designed. We know how Galleon's going to look, and uh, I'm very interested to see how that bird dude is going to look like. So, yeah. Thank you, Moody. Drago77... Then if you want to say something? Nope. Okay. Drago77 Blue donated $20. What? And said, wow. who's your guys' wow. most like side character besides the core main cast for Sevens? Mine is, and correct me here, Dylan, this is what Khan... Yep, the dinosaur kid, Khan, okay. yep. Uh, and his club, because I feel he's the most important out of the side cast because of the runes and the relics to help find Otis. Um, Great question. And before we answer that, Drago, thank you so much for that donation. That is a very, very generous donation. Thank you so much for the $20. I seriously appreciate it, man. Um, great question. Cool pick with Khan. Definitely a unique pick. Um, favorite side character. Oh, no, do you know what? I think it would be... I don't count Roa or Neil as side characters. So then I'm going to pick Mezaburo. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Mimi. I like Mimi a lot. Um, I loved her episode with Yoshio. It, it really... Mm -hmm resonated with me as you guys know probably more so than the average viewer um con was cool and i hope we see con duel again because he's only dueled that one time but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with mimi for my favorite side character now nixie and cal um that's a good question i it probably bounces back and forth a lot for me i mean I, as a meme i would love to say nick yagi but that's just not the reality of it um <laughs> i might pick menza burrow honestly i figured I, you'd pick menza burrow who else were you yeah. considering I'm curious. Nick Yagi. Saying, saying Nick Yagi is the man. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what he's but Honestly, yeah. Mendeboro. Or, yeah, no, Mendeboro. I also like uh, Ushido. Omino oh, Ushido. Oh, he's already yeah. been forgotten about, bro. Yeah. But, um, no, Mendeboro. Good pick. Calibro? So, I was going to ask if Mimi or Roa would have been considered side characters or not. Well, I think Mimi, yes, Roa, Roa I wouldn't. I would, I, I would say Mimi is one of mine, but just to, I, I was going to say, just to say someone different, I would pick somebody else, but 
I ultimately think my next one probably would also be Menzaburo, which is the same as them. So he deserves but it, I, I think. Yeah, I think, but I, I like, I think Mimi has still is shrouded in mystery. I think there's so much that can happen with her just because of her connection to Goha, which intrigues me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I think you're correct about that. I think her herself is a character. I think we know very clearly where she stands. I don't think there's a lot of mystery with her or her motivations or anything like that. But I do think there's a lot of mystery and intrigue as to what is going to become of her. And I think that's what makes actions, her very interesting. Like you don't know what she's going to do, right? And what that will lead to within the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Drago77, thank you so much for that very generous donation and great question, man. Thank yeah. you. I hope you're having a great night, man. Thank you so much. Electric Kevin donated five Australian dollars. Thank you, Kevin. And said, I do hope that after this arc, Asana sticks around to be like a Rook or maybe a Roa, and for the first time ever, a female rival for the main protagonist. Yeah, it would be really yes. cool. I mean, they're on a pack together, which is always a good sign. I don't know. I'm still inclined to say Roa is the rival of the show. I would like him to be written back into the but show. But I, at some yeah, yeah, at some point, at some point, you have to wonder if he really is the actual rival. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think, think he he's is. Kind of lost that position, to be honest. But yeah. who? But who has he lost it to? Right? Because now Neil's out of the show. But not necessarily lost it to somebody, but kind of is like taken aback. It's not established. Like he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, it's right now. It feels unestablished. Like he's been like, oh, I'll be the shoulder, you know. And it doesn't really need to – it's not somebody right now. Yeah, Sevens might – I mean, would you say maybe Rook is the rival? He's more like the best friend character. He is absolutely the best friend character. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Sevens just might have a different structure with it than other Yu-Gi-Oh! shows. And that's yeah. something that we as longtime fans of the franchise have to adjust to because it's a different company. It's a different studio. And ultimately, yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Exactly. Also, Siose uh, points out Asana is the first female character to share a pack with the protagonist. That is cool, and that wow. is true because I remember, I remember Rio um, shared a pack with Reginald, right? The the shark and Rio, the siblings, brother and sister from Zexel. I believe they were on a pack together, um, but obviously Shark was not the main protagonist. So that is a cool fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah, that's cool. Pink also wants me to ask you if Sushiko is your fave female in the show right now. No, my favorite female is Roman. That's your um, waifu, though. No. Um, I, I love Roman. I've loved her character. But I will be honest. I think Sushiko's design is really, really cool. I know I get memed for that, but I, I'm not sure why. I think she has a very cool, unique Sushi-esque design that fits her theme very, very well. And she really impressed me with her dueling abilities, and I like mm. her overall kind of coy personality. Um, you know, her like playful charm. I I, I liked it a lot. So, mm. Sushiko's up there, but I think I would do Roman, Mimi, Sushiko, and I wouldn't rank Asana yet. It's it's just too early for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Drago came back and donated $10. Oh my god. And so wow. I, I considered Mimi, Neil, and Asana, and maybe her team as the true Goha Elite team members. This led me to believe maybe we get a three, we get three or one characters that lead up to six related to Goha in the future. Hmm. So like we're rebuilding kind of the the Goha hexagon. There. Yeah, we I that is yeah. a really cool theory, Drago seventy seven. First of all, thank you now for the the thirty dollars. I mean, two very very generous donations. Jesus. Thank yeah. you so much, man. Um, yeah, if you had to like redo the top of hexagon, it would be cool. Mimi, Neil, Asana, 
be cool to throw Roa in there. There's yeah. no real connection mm-hmm. he has with Goha, but I'm sure if they offered it to him, he'd be like, yeah, yeah sure. Interesting that they all got demoted because they were just in the boardroom with Mr. Goha when Neil walked in, and now they've already been demoted from that position. Yeah, well, you know yeah, what? Kind of weird. Kind of weird. But at the same point, like, I always felt like they were going to be pretty irrelevant characters, um, especially mm-hmm. after the way they lost to Neil. I've said we're never going to learn their names, and there's a part of me that I don't know if we will ever even see them in the show again, to be honest. It's possible. I yeah. mean, at this point, now that they're demoted, like, why would they... Why would they show up? We don't know anything yeah. about them. Mimi's the only one of relevancy, and Mimi just created a, another storyline by barging into Mr. Goha's office. I don't think we have any... I don't think we're ever going to see those members of Top of Hexagon again, but Drago77, that would be really cool if they established, like, a re-Top of Hexagon, um, and then, like, the new Top of Hexagon has to clash with Yuga and his friends at the end. Like, that that would be pretty cool. But it would be it would be hard to justify maybe from a um, a a motivational standpoint because we know Mimi is very torn on everything and we know Neil is very torn on everything. We don't really know how Asana fits into it and Roa Roa is Roa, but I feel like he shared a moment with Yuga. So besides Asana, I don't know if any of them have strong enough motivations to go after Yuga and his group directly. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. And Drago, thank you for a cool hypothetical and a very nice donation. I appreciate it, man. Aka Red 10 donated $5. Thank you so much. And said, Asana has the red color scheme as the Gundam rivals, waiting for the, quote, three times faster reference from the first Gundam series. That's awesome. So um, Nick T will probably get that. Uh, Aka Red 10, that might be a new, that's a new I name, right? I don't recognize that as well, unless yeah. someone changed their name, which if you did, at me below Clueless Gamers. And thank you, uh, AKA Red or Aka Red 10 for the yeah. $5 donation. Uh, Nick T, do a you want to speak on that? Um, it happens quite a bit. I What comes to mind immediately is um, one of the guys from Double O. Yeah, Red is a recurring sort of Gundam rival character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love that's really, I don't know if it's 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 intentional, but it's cool. Well, I feel like st- Red kind of does have that um, <coughs> feeling of anger, passion, you know. So yeah. I think it, it makes for good rivals. And they showed her under red moonlight as well with that blood yes. moon um, yes. in the dark. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's definitely interesting, Red 10. Um, I, I, you got to remember also, this studio was founded by Sunrise, who worked on a lot of those Gundam shows. So, you know, yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe Asana will be some sort of true rival to Yuga. That would be insane. Um, yeah. I would love to see that. But thank you so much for the donation. Electric Kevin donated five Australian dollars. Thank you, said, Kev. Are y'all still liking how Sevens looks, or do you guys still prefer how Yu-Gi-Oh looked before Sevens, or do you guys believe Sevens is a downgrade or an upgrade? Great question, Kevin. Um, I definitely prefer how it used to look. Um, I don't know if that will ever change. However, I wouldn't say it was. I wouldn't say this style is a downgrade. I would just say it's different. It's just an entirely different style. Um, And just because I prefer the Gallup style to this style doesn't mean that I I don't see the appeal of this style. And, you know, they just threw in Asana, who I feel is one of the best designed Yu-Gi-Oh characters we've gotten in in the last maybe Mm. five to ten years. Love Mm. her design. Um, 
So clearly they're capable of cool designs. Love Sushiko's design. Um, you know, Menzaburo has a pretty unique design. Sirocco's design was very cool. Uh, even Neil's design and Roa's design I thought was solid. Um, but I definitely prefer, I think, the older Gallup style. However, I would not say this style is a downgrade to that. Yeah. Um, I feel like if we're talking short term, I feel like this looks better in a lot of ways t- to brains. I mean, what comes to mind is the one shot of uh, of, of, of Bowman. <laughs> yeah, you're like. Come on, so that's that's the issue right there. The Gallup Yu-Gi-Oh style is very expensive and very difficult to animate, and because you have to outsource a lot to to animate it. You know, you're giving it to animators that, that can't necessarily handle that workload and style, and then you get shots that look absolutely atrocious like that one, um, <laughs> and that shot will always be a meme. I wish I had it. I would love to show it on screen, but you guys know the shot. It's the shot where, like, you're looking up from his chest and his neck is, like, to the ceiling. It's, I mean, it, he, look, he looks like he got flattened with a roller. Yeah, it? I, know, I know. So, like, honestly, from an efficiency Ooh. standpoint, even though I prefer the Gallup style... Give me the bridge style every day because that's why we can get the opening updated, the ending visuals updated, and more, in my thoughts, budget on the actual show writing itself. I don't know if that's true, but obviously mm-hmm. if you're saving budget with animation, you would like to think it's going somewhere else. True. Mm-hmm. And the show's been very Cal, tightly I feel written. like you've been quiet. What's your opinion on that? Well, I was, like, I was letting you guys talk. Um, I There were certain episodes in brains where some of the art style to me was like incredible like yeah it was done Gilbo. really well no yeah no Gilbo, and like where you were watching it and you were like wow it's just beautiful. like the drawing is spectacular it's beautiful it's like it's it's just fun to watch even if you you could mute it not even read it just looking at it it just mm-hmm. it was very artistically pleasing but I don't dislike this art style at all and i think it's very easy to follow i think everything looks good and obviously they can even improve on some of the stuff like you can see with Asana's design in itself. But I like I don't I don't think Woo! it's really much worse. <laughs> I just there were just some episodes in frames where I was really blown away with the design. And I think this to me is I mean, I'm already used to it and I think it's completely normal and fine. So I'll, I have nothing against it. I'll ne well said Calibro. I'll never forget one year ago when we got this trailer. By the way, the first episode in that opening trailer did not look nearly as good as the show actually looks. Mm-hmm. That opening trailer looked very stiff and ugly, and we got that opening trailer for Sevens, and you were here. I walked to that <laughs> part of the basement. A lot of time editing. And I just said, stuff. not because I was angry, but more because I was just shocked, and I just said, yeah. what the f-? You know? Yeah. And the initial reaction to it, there were a few people here that were very open-minded, Latrell and uh, Legendary Duels being two of them, Goose as well. There were a few people that were, you know, at this table, yeah. very open-minded, Calibro and Nick T, you guys were very okay with how it looked. And you were very defensive of it, saying, like, it's just so early. You can't really judge it right now. And you were absolutely right to not overreact to the the style. And different doesn't mean it's going to be bad either. That that was, like, my way of looking at it. I was very worried that the show was going to be very, very kid-oriented. Very, very kid-oriented. And it's not. It's not. Definitely for a younger audience, but... It still has that charm that an older fan can enjoy, in my opinion. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I certainly prefer the old Gallop animation, uh, but this style's really grown on me. It really has, and uh, I think I said that night too. Like, 
we don't have enough to judge on it but my my concern was yeah it was going to be a like younger like kind of immature show and thankfully it has not been that you know yeah. like there's moments like that and it's definitely more comedic but you get a lot of darker themes here especially lately so mm, yeah. i really do enjoy that yeah no, I'm just thinking of some of the some of Rook's moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for the donation, Kevin. Even this episode. Yeah. He look, he, yeah. Come on. Did he not, guys, did he not look like a pimp in, in when the actual <sighs> episode played? I hope, I hope Shioshe's not here because she's going to disagree with you. Well, she's gone. I, I, yeah, he clearly looked like a pimp. Though. He looked like a pimp. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. you know. That's all right. 15 donated $5 and said, I'm probably the only one here that had the first dual disc back in 2004, and I had the one that darts had, but I'm the only one who I knew who had one. No one to duel. 15, I'm sorry you had no one to duel. Nick T had a Yu-Gi-Oh! GX dual disc. I had both. You had, Oh, you had the darts one. Oh, not the darts. Excuse you had me. the Battle had City the, one. I had the Battle City one and then the GX one. So, 15, it sucks that we didn't know you when we were younger because Nick T wouldn't <laughs> duel you. But that's Nick awesome. T, I had it. one too also. Yeah, mine still one. both of mine are. I actually responded to him in chat, but I they're both at Dylan's right now. They're both there. Oh yeah, yeah they are. They are. Yeah. Where it's are they? Laying somewhere around the basement. Are they at the pool table? The, Hold on, the they're pool. probably I on the pool table. Let me yeah. see he if I can if I can out. find that. You can read the next one if you want. Sounds good. Uh, Pink, thank you for the ten bits. Appreciate it. Uh, Xlayer sixty four donated ten dollars. Wow. And said, hey, anyone? Hope you are having a great day. Just right now, playing Cold War currently, but really like the episode and surprised. Me with the result of dual hope of what would happen to Roman onward. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we kind of feel like that. That I took a little bit of a blow um, for kind of what happened to Roman there. Uh, Roman there, but it doesn't mean yeah. that it's going to negate her character by any means going forward. Yeah, I think. Um, um, X, I th oh, is it? Are they talking? Yeah, Cal. I th I think that it hurts Roman now. Yeah. But I don't think overall it's going to affect her in a negative way. I think she's going to be able to grow from it, and I think her strategy is going to change. So like, I think it's for it's actually an opportunity for her character to grow, rather than for like her to just like I, she's going to grow more. I think from this loss than her character would with a win because her style wouldn't have changed. And I think now she's going to kind of upgrade that style. Yeah, I agree. Oh, um, yeah, no, X-Slayer, thank you. That's a very kind donation, man. I hope you're killing yeah. it in uh, Cold War, seriously. He said he Cold War's Cold. fun, mm -hmm. also. Yeah. I, um, I know, if I played first-person shooters, I definitely would. I'm um... get you into first-person one day. I've tried. Good I don't luck. think it'll ever happen. I, I, it, it's so hard to sell them on it. Look at Cyberpunk. Listen, it'll never happen. I know, I tried. Dude, my, um, Evan, my, my base player returned it. No, yeah, well, the, the bugs are well, the so console, bad, the console, The console version of the game yeah, came out. Yeah, current-gen console ones. Bad. Yeah. I, I was even watching Angry Joe earlier, who said even the PC version, he had a lot of problems. No, wrong There hand. are some glitches, yeah. It, it is the wrong hand. But you guys got the picture. These are Nick T's. They're kept safely at my house for storage. It, it's legit. Um, yeah, legit. Yeah, um, speaking of cyberpunk, yeah, I, I just, I've never seen a community turn on a game quicker than No Man's, than, you know, since well, No Man's I, Sky. Since No Man's Sky. Um, One Man's Lie, as you like to call it. Um, I, I will say it is, it, it, it sucks to see it happen. Um, even though I was never going to play cyberpunk, I obviously have the utmost respect, at least before this, for CD Projekt Red, for creating the Witcher series. Witcher 3 is a game that I have now fully beaten uh, twice. Um, it actually got me through a very, very difficult part of my life in 2017-2018. Um, to me, it's the best game that's ever been created, Witcher 3. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously that studio created it, and it's crazy to me that they made such a masterpiece with that game. And then with this game, I, I just don't know what on earth happened. Well, I think it's simple that it got pushed out with the brand new consoles, and they wanted to make sure the game would go out when the consoles came out, regardless of how the game looked. And mm-hmm. I think that's we've seen it in games before where they, they, they shell out these games with all the hype and they're just not ready. Yeah. And peep like the demand is just so high that they're like, eh, you know, we'll, we'll push a couple updates in early on and hope that people don't really get all these glitches. And it, it never ends up that way. With and the... especially with the way the world is now with gaming, especially like yeah. everybody's streaming the game on Twitch. Everyone. You literally so, just said it. With the way yeah. social media is. Yeah, it'll destroy yeah. you. I mean, think about Madden. I mean, Madden gets away with it every year, but every year Madden, Madden puts out this game that is clearly not ready to be well, released. They got attacked hard this year. Will it change anything? Probably not. Yeah. But like was there was terrible. a whole campaign on Twitter about getting kind um, of EA to release the, kind of their uh, monopoly on the football mm-hmm. IP, the NFL IP. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get 2K to be able to make games. Yeah. Football there games has to, you have to have competition in that kind of market because yeah. that's a whole other thing. Then you get Madden or 2K or any of those other sports games. Yeah. So. Even yep. FIFA's gotten lazy. That's just all ultimate team yeah. um, with, for the microtransactions. Yeah. They love that. Yeah, but Cyberpunk, I, I mean, I've been watching a lot of videos on it lately. Like, I'm not saying that there isn't moments. There's moments that looks beautiful. That I heard the story yeah. is pretty good. It just seems that the game is very, very broken. Like yeah, I, I got it. I just and, haven't played it yet. Yeah, so you have it on PC though. Yeah, so you'll PC. be fine. Yeah, you'll be I fine. heard PC does have problems too. Not oh, really? nearly as much as like, but mm-hmm. when like the last gen, I guess we could call them out of like a PS4 and Xbox One. I know when that first came out, it was the literally graphics, like unplayable. Dude. So they yeah. came up with a patch to at least make it playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it hurts because I yeah. I love that studio for Witcher three, but mm-hmm. obviously they they dropped the ball with this one. And they offered free they offered uh, full refunds on the yeah. game for anybody that wanted to return. And they 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 mm-hmm. did take responsibility for it. And but they even mm-hmm. said like, yeah, Sony wasn't you know they weren't pressuring them to release it. Now, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, they claimed that they released it when they felt like it was ready and that they just didn't put enough effort into the into game testing into game testing it, for the older consoles that, that, that's also even Which, with current consoles like you pay game testers to exactly yeah. try to break the game to see if you can yeah. break it yeah and when you're watching videos where like cars literally spawn out of nowhere and fly in the <laughs> air hundreds of feet away and hit you like i mean that's a serious problem <laughs> that's a serious i didn't know problem. it was that bad jesus but yeah anyway xlayer i hope you're enjoying cod thank you so much man 15 donated another $5. Thank you, 15. And said, once we see them change the art style for Pokemon, we should have known Yu-Gi-Oh! was going to be next. Yeah. The, next, the new generation of art style, man, we're old. We are old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15, we're old, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously just kind of turned 26. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I did the meme. Like, you know, I'm going to be 70 years old. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode that one of terrible. Yu-Gi-Oh! 30. So get ready for that. That's the future. I, I like that. I'm, I'm looking, I like that. I can't wait for that. Yu-Gi-Oh! 30, I would actually be dead if it reached 30. <laughs> because that, well, no, because oh, that's 20, 23, 23 times 3 is 69. Of course it of course. is. And I picked a random number, I swear. And then 69 plus 
23. Yeah, I'd be in my 90s. You can make it. With <laughs> you can up, make it. Uh, upgraded technology that happens and medication. You can make it. Uh, and by then, yeah. you would probably have your own studio in your house. <laughs> I would hope. By the time I'm 93. You don't know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, Jersey's expensive, man. <laughs> your parents move out of here and you just stayed in this, this area the my, entire time. My 120-year-old parents, yeah. Oh, jeez. 15, thank you, man. We should have seen it coming. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, are, are similar shows, and, and they're not uh, in many ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But usually, a lot of times, when you have big franchises like that, if one is making drastic changes, yeah, and the if, whole industry can change. And if way. another franchise sees that and says, well, they're still doing okay, yeah. I think we can get away with this, then that's, you know. Nicholas Horton donated five pounds and said Asana does have the colors of Maximilian Pegasus clothing-wise. True. Kind of that yeah. similar kind of jacket looking. 100%. Yeah. Well, You're absolutely right, Nicholas. Maximilian Pegasus clothes on Marek's skin, but as a girl, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better character, Nick T. You couldn't have. You couldn't have. I mean, she's got that, like, it, it's it's almost like a class thing we've got going here. Yeah. She's got the... She's at the better elementary school who has the most power. She's in the, the, the royal wear. Rumble. She's got the Merrick, um, you know, skin color. And, like, and they're, like, they were royalty in Egypt. Like, it all just, like, dude, she's... It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor for classism. You're right. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Horton, thank you, my man. I also just want her to go, hey, Yuga boy. That's all I want. Oh my god, if she says you good boy. That's the callback for like they just passed the thousandth episode Yuga and at boy. some point we get Can you imagine, dude? You the boy. <laughs> Xlayer64 donated $5. And so what are your predictions on Jump Festa this Friday? Yeah, so if you are uh, not heard, Jump Festa is this Friday, day one, day two. Uh, it sucks because day two, the Saturday night, is actually going to be... Um, when we are getting uh, any news potentially regarding Rush Duels. Okay. So unfortunately, we will not be live for that event. But if there is going to be a big announcement, a video game, a movie, something massive like that, it's going to be on the first day. So we are going to be alive around 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, honestly, I don't really know what to expect, X-Slayer. My expectations are dirt low. I am expecting some new cards. <laughs> I am not expecting anything. Wow, you're living a dirt low. Yeah. I'm not yeah. expecting... <laughs> A movie or a video game. We do have a schedule out for um, for the the Jump Festa Jump Festa Online 2021 schedule. So at 9:30 a.m. Jump Festa Online Konami Channel introduction. At 10:25 is the Duel Opera, which will be Yugi's voice actor versus Kaiba's voice actor. 11:30 um, a.m. is the Monster Summoning Video Contest. Um, 1 p.m. is Rush Duel Special Duel. 2 p.m. is Latest Info Jump Festa OCG and Duel Links. 3 p.m. is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Remote Duel World Championship Finals Match. Um, the 2019 champ versus 2018 champ. And then 4 p.m. is a Duel Links Exhibition Match. So if we get anything, it will be from that 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. time slot. Um, let me look. 9.30 a.m. Um, JST, Japanese time. Let me say. So what, like 14 hours ahead? 12 hours yeah, so actually, it's starting way earlier than I thought. That's 7.30 p.m. here. Um, that means that we might actually have to go live at like 7 p.m. Um, to cover that instead of 9, yeah. Wow. So we'll figure that out. But either way, wow. I'll, I'll be live for it. It might just be me and Caliber. Caliber, what are you doing Friday night? I'm, gonna, I'm coming over. Okay, thank you, dude. I appreciate that. All right. Um, <laughs> 
I am working until nine. Yeah, I'm working so. until ten. So. But you guys can always come after. Yeah, and we'll be well, live. Yeah, we'll we'll be live. I mean, if it's starting that early, then maybe we'll end probably like midnight. Yeah, one a.m. I just want to see you know Nick T just drink a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know what? It, Jump Fest is kind of, and I would have loved to have people from the community like we did last year. I want that to be a yearly thing. COVID, it would have been very irresponsible. COVID, the snowstorm that just happened. It would have been very irresponsible yeah. to do it this year. Um, but next year definitely. And um, yeah, we'll see if there's anything announced next layer. Not expecting it, but. We'll see. And I hope to see you there, my man. Thank you for another donation. Yeah. At the moment, those are all the YouTube donations. You have four you should have. Over. Thank you guys for using the link. I get a little bit of a larger cut from the, the link. link. Uh, because YouTube does not get their... <laughs> sorry. YouTube does not get their greedy paws on it. Um, it should start with goose. Before you get to it, Jason said a little bit of the bubbly for Nick T. And that is... That couldn't be more accurate. Yeah, that's 100 true. I, I believe I believe Latrell supplied the bubbly last and also time. prevented a disaster. He did. Yes, I'm gonna need a lot of bubbly myself that night. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Goose, thank you for the seven dollar and seventy cent donation. Love you, man. Asa oh, let me. You know what? I have um, ACDC. <laughs> what's it called? Um, no, what's what? it called? Like when Thunderstruck. It's definitely not ACDC. No, when it's ah. like um, something's not like. Lined up is OCD. OCD, yeah. Um, I have yeah OCD with the chat box. I just wanted to. He, he might as well be drunk. Um, Goose, thank you for the super chat. Asana was such a random character in the episode. She reminds me of Bakura season one, where yeah. he's innocent at first until he duels Yugi, and his true nature is revealed. Yeah. Stay safe ah. and hydrate, everyone. We Bakura. will hydrate. Thank you, Goose, for the donation. You just watched the episode with Bakura yeah, dueling uh, Yugi. Actually, it was a while ago. Uh, <laughs> but the review just not, came not out. Not in review time, but it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, he definitely... It's it's weird getting used to him having a very like feminine, quiet-like voice. And then he turns on whatever is happening with the Millennium item there, and you're like, this guy is terrifying. Yeah. Is that the... Is that the episode on the island? Yeah. On Duel's Kingdom, yeah. I've, I've watched Yeah, because they're like in the woods, and he just comes out of nowhere, and they're like, oh, <laughs> what's up, man? You want to join us for this campfire? And then he's just like, actually, Shadow Game. I'm like, yep. what the hell? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know what? Shadow Games are fun. Uh, Pegasus Saya, thank you for the $5 donation. Um, no message. Ray, thank you for everything, man. I really appreciate it. I hope you're doing well, and I, I hope you have a great holidays, dude. Thank you so much for the donation. Mm -hmm. um mega karibo uh, always him and goose always cancel each other out goose yeah. with the light of 777 and, the and uh mega karibo with the darkness of 666 ah, thank you for the six dollar ah, and 66 cent donation mega ah. um hell goha wow not gonna lie i was kind of upset at first that roman lost but i soon realized the loss doesn't hurt her at all Yu-Gi-Oh has definitely given us ptsd when it comes to girls losing absolutely Fair. that's why i did the context is important monologue because you know, we all have to kind of, when something like that happens, you immediately want to have an emotional reaction. I know I did. You just have to ground yourself a little bit and, and think about her as a whole rather than just that one moment. You, you jumped through also a lot of hoops there to make yourself feel better at the beginning of that monologue. With myself and my life? <laughs> yeah, you really wanted to, to set it up as, oh, it's not that bad. I turned well, out pretty decent. It could be bad. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You, yeah, I can respect Sevens for being unpredictable, and it's refreshing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Mega. It has been very unpredictable. Nadine, who I just saw went to bed. I feel bad now because Nadine's probably not watching anymore. Nadine, thank you for the $7 donation. Thank you so much, Nadine. No comment from me on Sevens. Just wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas. 
I wanted to do it next week, but who knows if I'll be awake since I tend to fall back asleep before you start. Nadine um, is living in Europe. Yes. Uh, Austria, She's I believe. Austria. So Austria, yeah, time yeah. zone is not very friendly to her with these streams. Nadine, thank you so much for coming by. Thank You're you, the Nadine. best. Thank and you, um, yeah, thank you. I, I, what can I say? Happy Nadine, holidays. thank you. Happy holidays. Happy yes, holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you for spreading some love. I appreciate it. We all do. We really all do. You're a, uh, a great person to have, and I think we're especially Nixie and Cal who stream. I know you support them as well. We're lucky to have you come by all of our streams. So yeah, thank she you. She's, even, she's bought my like album. Like she pre-ordered it. Yeah, she's the very, best. She's she's very awesome. sweet human being. She very, really very is. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Shiose, thank you for the one dollar donation. Hashtag yes. justice for Rons. I guess Shiose is picking Rons. All right, Shiose. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. I know we kind of ribbed on her a little bit, but... Rolling with the risks. So. Yeah, I, let's see. Also, <laughs> someday, let's have Shioshi's model on. I would love to. Uh, I would love to have Entime on, but as her VTuber model. I, how would that work, Nick T? You know more about it than I do. I don't know anything about it, and I don't know how that would work. Why did I think Nick T knew about it? Because he's she, into she that, that culture. I, I, I get. I, I thought you did. I, I, I don't know. I thought you were more familiar with it than me. I'm sure I didn't know anything did. about it until um, Entime explained it to me. Same. But well, I think no, I was I in think, and out of that conversation. I'm sure she could set it up. She could set it I up, think, yeah. But yeah. would she set it up at this house or remotely? Probably at this house she would have to. What were you saying, Cal? You know about it? I was going to say, I just think that if, no, if we expected somebody to know something about it, it would just be Nick T. You right? just have to assume he just knows Nick knows T. Random things. You know what? I respect that you guys think that of me. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. We you're, do. You're into that weeb, you know, culture, so it would make sense. We do. Well, listen, I'll guys. Take... That is uh, probably going to wrap up Another amazing, memorable episode of Talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up, episode 28. Um, I was happy that we had a full crew here. Pete, Nick T, and Calibro, three of uh, the, the greatest friends that a guy could ask for. Um, or the three you know, best You guys are all amazing to me, and um, I'm happy you're part of this team, and I'm happy that you do this with me every week. So thank you guys so much. Um, and thank you all so much for being here. I am going to um, let these gentlemen plug themselves follow everything down below it's all linked nick t cal pete the Yu-Gi-Oh! everything crew follow them down below everything is linked um pete do you want to start and then nick t and calibro before you do 15 we'll read 15's donation at the end yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool. uh yeah i run a channel clueless gamers you can follow me over on there right now i'm doing bi-weekly podcasts about the nfl football with my friend brian so if you're interested in that, uh, check it out and follow me on Twitter at PeteVaccaro21. All right, I'll go next. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. This is Nick T, you know, he has like a Thanksgiving spread of uh, I do. information <laughs> to get rid of. It, it's it's um, my wedding toast. <laughs> uh, but I uh, I stream over on Twitch. It's uh, Cal Breezy. I'll, uh, I'll throw the link in the chat. It's also in the description below. Um, and then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm also at Cal Breezy on Twitter. And then I also have my personal one, which is just at the caliber 22. Feel free to follow me on either one. Um, and that's basically it. Nick T. All right. Let me, um, go Hold through the on whole... one second, guys. Oh, whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. I just wanted uh, to check something. You're good. I apologize. Cool. Um, so to start, um, you can follow me on all my personal social medias, uh, yeah. at Nick Tamineri. It's my name. Um, on namely on Twitter and Instagram, um, I stream on Twitch on Sunday and Monday nights. Um, I've been playing Fire Emblem. Uh, it's Nick Fights Moms. I think there's a link down below. That's been a ton mm -hmm. of fun. Um, I'm really bad at the game, but we we have a good time. We chat. I drink beer. I lose, and we we <laughs> we just been doing it. It's been great. 
Um, I play in a hardcore band um, called Mom Fight, Mom Fight NJ on all the platforms, momfight.bandcamp.com. If you want to buy the music, it can be streamed at anywhere. And then lastly, I um, perform, well, not perform yet, but I put out, I'm putting out music as a solo artist called Nameling. Um, it's Nameling NJ on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, namelingnj.bandcamp.com. If you want to buy the songs, you can stream my first song, um, Magic 8-Ball, anywhere, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever. Um, I've got a new single coming out on New Year's Eve called New Year's Eve. Check it out. I'll put the link um, for, like, depending on what you want to, like, if you want to pre-save Mag- uh, New Year's Eve or save Magic 8-Ball, I'll put my link tree um, in the comments and you can, can go follow that. Um, but go check it out. Magic 8-Ball is at, like, almost 1,600 streams on Spotify alone. So that's been pretty amazing. So thank you, guys. I, I really you. owe you all. Yeah. <laughs> Stream it. Um, Nick T and Cal, follow their Twitches down below. Follow Pete's YouTube channel. Um, and then follow all of Nick T's music platforms as well. He does some uh, pretty amazing For stuff. Sure. So um, we have a great crew here. We have a great team. And, um, yeah, I'm happy that we were able to have a full house. So Before we go, yes, we got two donations. That's right. Yes. So thank you, guys. 15 donated $5 and said, hey, Dylan, I bought a shirt on your website. It's on your Patreon. Oh, that's awesome, Nick dude. T, send me a link of your new album. And, Pete, you need some new streams on Coolest Gamers. I do. That's the that's the yes. hope for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, 2021. Excellent. New streams, potentially. Keep an eye out. Um, I know there are some people that are asking when I'm going to get back to those Twitch streams. You see that link right there. I do stream on Twitch. Uh, definitely not till January. So I do um, just still taking time to figure things out. Uh, I am going to be off of Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. I'm going to be off of almost all social media platforms for the foreseeable future. Um, I just need a um, personal break and need to figure some things out, but I will continue to stream. I will continue to produce videos. So um, yeah, that Mm. stuff's not going away, but I just need a break from that aspect of it. So I I thank you for your patience there. Um, And 15, I'm going to definitely check that out on my Patreon. Thanks for posting that dude. Um, I got to, or I got to put, put some new merch on my shop and I got to order some for the team. Uh, So we'll be doing that probably very soon as a Christmas gift for everyone that's been helping me. And X-Slayer, thank you for the $10 super chat. I think, I thinking that if Asana and Yuga duel, it would be so cool to do a three-way duel where Asana win, then where Asana wins first, then Yuga, and the last part will be part of the tournament arc. Yeah, kind of like uh, Edo and Judai in season two, right? They dueled first, they dueled second, then they dueled third. And of course, there were all different results there. I don't want to spoil GX in case anyone hasn't seen it. But we've seen that before. We've seen that structure before. So it would be really cool, X-Slayer, if they do it that way. But, you know, we will uh, have to wait and see. And I'm sorry, Getty, but I will, uh, you know, I'll be back at when I'm comfortable. But it, it probably will be a few weeks, if not months, um, to be honest. But... I love all of you guys. You guys all mean more to me than you know. Um, and I, I truly mean that to everyone that chooses to donate. Uh, that's way more than I could ask. I mean, that's more than I could ask for you just being here. So thank you guys so much for your incredible support of me. I will hang out with a lot of you guys on Friday night, end of the year kind of party. We'll talk Yu-Gi-Oh! We'll keep an eye on Jump Festa. We'll talk about anything. We'll talk about life. It'll be a real fun time. Pete, thank you for everything. Caliber, Nick T, remotely because of the blizzard. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I had a great time. You guys are all amazing. And I hope you have an amazing day. day. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much. Love you guys.